Connor here, and um, we're going to do a Halloween horror podcast just about our horror movies. People should introduce themselves, I suppose. Hello, um, I'm Ali, and I've been known as Ali Horror since I made my email address Ali Horror in what, like 1997? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ali Horror! Uh, I, I'm Mark Sheridan, I'm the writer director of my debut feature, Cromwood, which is premiering this Woo-hoo! Sunday at the Horror Town, <laughs> and there's nothing else of worth to know about me. Awesome. <laughs> this Sunday? This one, no, well, no. It depends when you're listening to this. <laughs> the 30th of October, shall we say. Yeah. I'm Connor Dowling. I'm a filmmaker from Dublin, and I am a huge horror fan. That's why I'm here, I suppose. Good job, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's go to the... This is terrible, going to my notes. It's, like, so unprofessional. Yeah, so one of the things I guess we're going to start with is, like, just top all-time favourite horror movies. So I wrote down my five... It's actually very hard to it's think of five. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. It's really I've struggled. Yeah. You texted me the other day and said, oh, we'll just be talking about easy things like top five horror films and I've basically been agonised. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, easy. Okay, great. I have seven because I was like, I can't just do my top... Because yeah. technically two are TV movies, so it's like, are they technically films? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to put them in there. Right, right. So I have seven, just yeah, so, so you know. Somebody asked, me, somebody asked me to do like a top ten and I did like 15 and also at number one, I put in five as in... These are the ones you always just <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you don't want to waste. It's like, do you know what I think it is? You want to put your obscure ones yes. in. Mm, but, oh, totally. the, but the classics are always in the top. Yeah. Whatever, you yeah. know, you yeah. can't ignore. See, I had to, I, I was thinking, oh, but what about my obscure ones that people here go, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'll just go with the top five. Mine's always changing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always going to like, I watch a lot of horror films like every October like I just kind of watch nothing but horror films and after each month uh, after each October I have like basically a new top five but there's one or two that always stay in there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. mine hasn't changed for a long time though which really? just goes to show you hopefully your movie changes it <laughs> uh, that and apart from Connor I'm digging a hole, I'm digging a hole. <laughs> shit are your top five including three four of Connor's oh, films yeah. <laughs> all of them yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them all of them um, yeah I'll, I'll stop talking love you guys Connor top five <laughs> my top five I nearly have to look at the one I wrote down because it's like uh, yeah, it's yeah. even changed since Absolutely. I wrote it down let me hold it for you so Jaws, okay, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, Evil Dead Two, oh yeah, yes, um, The Innocents, mm, beautiful, you know, yeah, I yeah. don't know, like I, I know this is gonna like cause a fight. I just people adore that film, and I love, I just I couldn't get into it. I found really? it too slow. Yeah, I love it. Like I think, yeah, because I mean, my memory of it, or what it was, it was the first black and white film I think I had to turn off because it creeped me out. Wow. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, the first time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it is one of those films I've seen so many times. But and it's influenced like the others is basically yeah. the innocence kind of. And how did you watch that? Was that one of those sitting at home late at night on your own or? I'm trying to remember because I never heard of it, so it actually must have just been on. Because mm. I, I, I don't think I, 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 I'd never heard of it at the time, and uh, I just started watching it. But it's a bit where the guy, 
he appears behind she's hiding behind the curtains yes. yes and his face disappears <laughs> that's yeah. terrifying and yeah. the kids are brilliant like the yeah. performances I thought were great um, but it's just one that kind of has stuck with me you mm. know um, I think um, Infants in the Canal as well I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I only saw that for the first time The Innocence uh, last year because Martin Scorsese did this top 10 scariest films everyone should see right. and that was in it and I, I just kind of went through the whole list who was saying I'm going to watch all those movies and that was one of them I watched it thought it was brilliant yeah. like walking through the eye find there's a poster for The Innocence is that a remake or I don't think so no I think it's totally unrelated okay because I, I equally looked at it and went does it have Deborah Kerr who's on the no it's a modern film it's a modern yeah I think um, oh I think yeah that's yeah. something else so something else um, alright Someone clearly doesn't know about the actual innocence. Yeah. So, so that's your number three. Yeah. Are, are yours in order? Are yours in? Uh, we can't go that uh, far. Uh, that's that's commitment. Like. Um, the Exorcist oh, yeah. mm-hmm. has to go in there. I, again, because it's the one film I'm still kind of afraid to watch mm. on my own. Like, I, I wouldn't put it on. Like, I never put it on. Really? Because um, I do love it, but I'm also... It sticks with me. It's like the devil gets into my head. Yeah. I, I like you it know? so much I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was told when I was a kid that I looked like Reagan and I had seen that movie as like, I mean, I watched all of them as a kid. So I was always petrified that, you know, Captain Howdy was going to come find me because I looked like Reagan. <laughs> so that, that, yeah, I, I feel you with the watching it on your own. It's like, yeah. it's going to get me. It's yeah. Going on. I know, it's just, I, but like, I think one time we watched, the first time we watched it in my house, the lights in my house genuinely started flickering. Like, now there's dodgy wiring in my house. <laughs> but the guy who did the wiring was possessed. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, has anyone read the book of The Exorcist? Yeah, I Tried love the book. I, I love the book. I thought the book was good, but um, I, I thought it was so interesting how, how, how it differed from the film. Like, it seemed like a huge portion of the book of The Exorcist was. Uh, let's try and prove that demons aren't real for yes. like 90% of the book yeah. and then like the last like two pages is the exorcism yes. wasn't it like it was yeah like no it does, isn't it that yeah because I was trying to remember I knew it was one way or the other one mm. was either it was much longer in the film or the book so it is it's like the investigation yeah. is going on they're, they're investigating going into all these different churches and stuff and at times it just becomes kind of like a, a like a mystery uh, book Yes. And then the last two pages are, oh, and then there's a big scary exorcist. Which is kind of a bit closer to what The Exorcist 3 ended up being, where right. it's actually more of a detective kind of investigation, and then they bundle in the yeah, yeah. exorcism at the Was end. Was right. The Exorcist 3 the one with Richard Burton? No, that's the... Is it, is it isn't the that the second one? That's the second one, is it? yeah. The and then the third one is where Linda Blair's like grown up. No, that's just Linda Blair as well, though. Is it not Richard? Oh, that's the second one. They're both... You're, you're thinking of the second one. Is it? Yeah. Because I literally just have watched all three of them the last week, so I'm, I'm almost. I I don't know why I'm not a hundred percent sure because I get really threatened when people are aggressive like you, but I get. <laughs> so uh, that exorcist is number four for you. In that. <laughs> Sorry, exorcist. Now, just to be clear, the ex just exorcist one is on my list. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're getting distracted. Is that the one, Richard Burton? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, or was that? Number five, even uh, like this is a tricky one because I've number five, I have Suspiria. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think again, it's like it's a it's got its flaws. Like, I mean, I, I'm not a biggest fan of that dubbing that that's sort of on it, mm. but as just I remember the first time seeing that in the cinema with the music and the score, and it was like 
it was definitely one of those films where uh, I was like, what am I watching? I, I, like, I haven't seen anything like this. And also, it's kind of, it's so unique. It's like not, it's not very possible. There's nothing else you can tell you. Oh, it's very similar to something that, you know what I mean? That style of that film is just, is really cool. So I have a great fondness for that film, you know? Yeah, I love that movie. So, and the music. The music, the music oh the my Goblin, God, yeah. amazing. Goblin music is brilliant. Who we I, saw, we saw Goblin yeah. live doing Dawn of the Dead in the yeah, yeah, yeah. a while ago. That was brilliant. Oh, so recap, your top five are... Jaws, The Innocents, Evil Dead 2, Suspiria and The Exorcist. That's a pretty good list. That's, That's a pretty a good, good list. list. And just uh, to make a note on that, you've no vampires in there, right? Yeah. You've no uh, John Carpenter. No Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that would be no Freddy Krueger. Well, like five is hard. It is, just isn't not, it? Like Freddy's on the periphery. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get in. Oh god. Like he's tapping on the window. Yeah. I'm just listening five. to your list as well. I'm going shit. I, 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 like I need to get some of those into my list. But yeah. I think it's because your top, you feel, really feel like your top five list. You you be judged. Yeah. I'm petrified. <laughs> so like, you're up next. <laughs> I've got seven. Okay. Because oh. I'm, I'm the girl. I need to be... Yeah. That's, I just made sexist comments about myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, not in a particular order, apart from this one movie, which is my number one. Um, Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes. Uh, hands down. Ramones. Like... Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Ah, Zelda, fucking yeah. sideways. Oh my God. She, it's the, it's it's amazing. Elliot Goldenthal, amazing score. Um, Fred Gwynn, love it. It's it's fantastic. Uh, Cage, I swear to God, when we were shooting from the dark down in yeah. uh, that county, awfully, yeah, there was a kid down the back of the garden who was naked, and I swear to God, he was naked all the time, and he'd come into our like our crew house garden, and. That kid was caged. That that was a dead cage coming to get me oh every every naked. night. Oh, he was always naked. He, he tried to he tried to strangle a goose one day. Do you remember? I had to run out and be like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was also a goose in our garden. Um, but no, I think I think Pet Cemetery is um, is is the like for me growing up. I saw that movie when I was like again like like four or five. My dad used to love wow. petrifying me. And Pascal, who was actually in later years oh, the good guy, didn't know that. He's one of the reasons why I'm still an insomniac because really? I was petrified to go to sleep because Pascal was going to come visit me in my dreams. Uh, if only I had watched this movie when I was older, I wouldn't, you know. He was so casual when he appeared, though. I think that's what was so scary about him. He's just yeah. like, wake up, duck. <laughs> yeah. I'm What's our co- just on, like? Are we spoiler? Alert? Are we presuming people have watched these films? Can we? I think talk? for pets, I'm sure yeah. you got to assume. Because I just, I mean, you, you would, you would hope pause the podcast point, at this point. <laughs> and if they happen, there, these are all great films that people should. No, yeah. Just because like, yeah. you're talking about Cage and stuff like that, like it's just the way that kid falls over towards the end after yeah. the ejection breaks my heart every yeah, time yeah, he yeah. just but, falls yeah. and bangs his head off the wall oh, and the yeah. whole no fair daddy like it just it breaks your heart every time are you yeah. not like that's why children are petrifying cage like are you not like <laughs> <laughs> and the bit where like, he uh, where he th- puts the scalpel oh, on true, on oh, true oh, Fred yeah. Wins. Yeah. It just comes apart. Oh my god! Literally, like that—that that is one of the reasons why you have to keep your feet under the duvet <laughs> just in case that that in case happens. Cage gets in there. Because yeah. I didn't remember the bit in that film as well. Because it's a bit—I remember rewinding. There's a bit where the guy wakes up out of bed and he has a fright and he bangs his head off the 
the sideboard. What? And it looks like he really did it. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like a stunt. It looks like a mistake, and he whacked his head. just left it in. It's a proper. Yeah. Oh god, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was just never sure if that actually happened or not. Or if he's just a really dedicated actor. Yeah. I hope it's that one. Yeah. Isn't that though? Like, it's one of those films that I think the reason. I love it so much still is because it is a classic story you know it doesn't race into its scares it's got this sense of dread you've got this wonderful story about the pet cemetery you've got Jill across the road who just yeah. kind of hums and haws and yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, to go down that road sorry too the book I read the book when the I was a teenager is, yeah. and it blew my mind it was so good the mm. book is like it's it, that it's one of those like Stephen King like translated to film situations mm. where done well. like yeah I think it, it was done it was done fantastically did anyone see was it the woman behind the or no don't open the door what was that film it, it was quite similar to the plot of Pet Cemetery. Um, it was about it was about uh, I think it was set in India about the place oh in the forest behind the door behind oh was this the recent one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. don't open the door don't it was something was it something or like behind that. the something like that yeah it was yeah. a similar they, idea they, they, to the kid, to, the kid yeah, yeah very yeah, much so exactly. not as good no. They just took that one idea and made an entire movie of it, essentially. Yeah. Maybe not. that's not what they specifically set out to do, but that's kind of what the premise seems yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, number two, Ali. Oh, y- y'all are going to hate me. <laughs> okay. But sorry, it needs to be said. Twilight. Okay. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Excuse me. It's um, actually breaking. It's actually breaking. <laughs> the first one. It's so passe. Sorry. <laughs> saying what it is because you're all going to hate me uh, it's actually the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill oh yes uh, nobody likes it I know this man does not like it The I love um, the aesthetic I haven't it. seen it since VHS days so I'd give it another go it's, I think it's okay it's, I mean I am a massive fan of the original William Castle one um, but I, again I saw that movie when it came out because like, again yeah. as a child it and uh, Jeffrey Combs who we all know is like a fantastic horror actor um, him as Dr. Vanicus and just when they sped up his I, I know I'm talking and you're not going to be able to see my head move but when, when he does that thing with sure his head it'll, it'll translate it'll translate it's horrifying um, oh petrifying I just think that movie is fantastic Jeffrey Rush being called Stephen Price you know like uh, I love that movie I just think it's it's one of those do. things that it so depends on what age you are when you see certain ones because I think a lot of all our favourite films are so affected by when we saw them and in what context and oh, that's why definitely. as much as there's some newer ones that I don't like if younger people than me love them I still think that's great because it's as long as people are enjoying them that's kind of all that matters you know that's what I mean? why yeah. my top five keeps changing because mm-hmm. I keep going oh here we go October let's watch some scary movies oh, this used to scare the crap out and I watch it again I'm like oh no <laughs> oh no it, it doesn't hold up I need to take it out of my top five and that's it keeps changing yeah. but I remember Hess and Hill. I remember being pretty scared by it but it's, I don't remember just got, much else it's got like a great atmosphere and mm. again because like, that's what most of my my top horror films are it's all about the atmosphere Okay. Uh, okay. Number three. I, I don't know if this is technically a horror movie, but I I, I consider it one. It's Ravenous, which is also from nineteen ninety nine. The cannibal, thing, the yeah, cannibal yeah, one. Yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen that. It's phenomenal. Uh, like Michael Nyman and Damon Albarn do this exceptional score. Uh, like David Arquette gets eaten in it. Uh, Robert Carlyle is petrifying in it. Hey, I remember and, him from the poster. Yeah, and uh, Guy Pierce is uh, like I 
it's phenomenal I just I love that give movie. us a two or three line synopsis of the film I guess for some people who haven't actually seen these films mm, probably give them a sense points. of what we're actually talking so about it's kind it's based in during the American Civil War and it's taken a lot of its influence from the Donner Pass uh, party mm-hmm. like situation yeah. thing that happened um, so it's about a guy who's disgraced from the army because he pretended to be dead on the other side and he gets sent to this little small um what frontier mm. village is that what you call it in the middle of nowhere and this guy Robert Kalal wanders in and says oh my my pa- past were, or my party were stuck up in the hills in the, in the snow and everyone's dead except for this one woman like we need to go save her and so they go up and they find out that he is a cannibal and he wants to eat everybody so it's amazing there's a man trap you know like like bigger than the one in Straw Dogs <laughs> right. and uh, it's it's phenomenal it's it's it has you on edge because people mm. can eat people. It's it's one of those real. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is yes. one of those interesting things though, because cannibal films never really became a thing. Like, there's yeah. not that many cannibal. You know yeah. the way they're definitely. I mean, there was a in the eighties or the seventies. There was like bit of a cannibal craze. All of those cannibal. There was all cannibal craze. apocalypse. <laughs> 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 we were totally crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of blended in with the zombie thing, yeah. and then yeah, zombie just took it over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it forgot about. I mean, like Hannibal Lecter. I mean, that's mm. you know, yeah. that's shit ass scary. You yeah, know? yeah. People can eat you. That can happen. <laughs> you won't get spinal meningitis, but you can be eaten. Um, okay, so next one. Yeah. Uh, dog soldiers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, I specifically wrote down this line again. I'm sorry, feminism. It's just that time of the month. <laughs> Best line ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was uh, that was perfect. Uh, Sean Pertwee talking about his guts being sausages. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, they won't put it back in. Uh, Liam Cunningham, uh, Kevin McKidd. I just think it's a phenomenal. Uh, it's the best werewolf movie I've ever seen. I think the werewolves are horrifying. The music is fantastic. The story, I had no idea it was going to go. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Can I ruin it? Ruin it. Yeah, I think we can get like get I've pretty close. Again, I hope to you've seen, I've seen Dog it. Soldiers. I've seen it, but I can't. I can't remember a lot of it. Right. But I did. I, I do remember. I loved it. I only saw. I've only seen it the one time. Like the werewolves do look amazing. I, they're, like, amazing. They're, they're definitely the costumes <laughs> are incredible. Yeah. They're like I, I've never seen um, a werewolf movie quite like it. Um, mm. I just because that's always the problem. Like even like cause I think you're a huge fan of. Sorry, talking to Connor. Now, like <laughs> the American Werewolf in London and yeah, everything. But yeah, like yeah, even yeah. like the Helling. And like, I really like werewolf films, but quite often I find that they kind of they tend to suffer when they get to that final stage because yeah, it's just yeah, really yeah. hard. Like, obviously, American Werewolf, the transition and transformation is mm. incredible. Mm. Yeah. But when he's a big, beefy yeah, yeah, wolf, yeah. not so much. Not, Dog not Soldiers is what I had in my head of what a werewolf, kind of that mixture between person and animal would be. Because humanoid. Yeah. They're upright and they're big, they're beastly just, heads. They're top, yeah, it's like they're Yeah, it reminded me of aliens or something. Yeah, mm, yeah. like yeah. Predator. Like, the, just, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. and their fingers, like, you can see their silhouettes and it's just they have these really long and you're like, shit, those are going to literally take out all my sausages. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be really sharp. But no. <laughs> like, I just think it's, uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm gonna skip my next one because we've already talked about it. The Which, others, okay. The others, okay. The others. That's uh, but that's your that's on your list as well. Oh yeah, the the, the the absolute pacing of that film, the mm. atmosphere, just I I love it. It's yeah. it's like the Truman Show for horror fans. Do you it's, remember the trailers when that came out years ago and just the, the that, that that shot of Nicole Kidman coming into the room with a kid underneath the sheet and like who are you and all this stuff? Mm. That was terrifying. Yeah. Do you so remember the scary. scare in that film where? Um, 
the she's opening all the windows and there's a painting and you just see the outline of a figure and you think it's a real human yeah, behind yeah. her but then it's just the light it's mm. just a painting but I remember that and that terrifying. was great as well that yeah. you were playing with the light it was, yeah, and yeah. again it was, it and was the twist at the end as well of course yeah brilliant yeah, M. M. Night Shyamalan couldn't do that. M. Night Shyamalan style, yeah. <laughs> so, because I basically skipped the others, I'll put six and seven because I know yeah, I'm not on. allowed to have Shoot. six and seven. Uh, so every Christmas, Connor knows this. Every Christmas, uh, back in the seventies, the BBC used to do a ghost story for Christmas based on like an M. R. James story or, or one of those Gothic literature writers, and. Um, so my dad had these on VHS and we watched them every Christmas. So Christmas is for me more about horror. And uh, so Lost Hearts. Mine is also about horror. But for <laughs> other- <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the Christmas special. <laughs> uh, Lost Hearts. Oh, Jesus, it's gone. Lost, Lo- Lost Hearts. Uh, Never seen it. It's um, like. Is this the thing? The hurdy gurdy music. What? That was my impersonation of it. Wow, hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. Hurdy gurdy. It's based on the Emma James story about uh, basically uh, uh, this guy who wants to live forever and he eats the hearts of children. Whoa. And this was made in 1973. It was, a, it was a TV film made for the BBC shown on Christmas Day. And uh, it's horrifying. Just after the Queen's speech. <laughs> <Yeah, pretty much. laughs> if you're having too nice of a time Christmas, watch this to take you down. Yeah, before you had Emmerdale and Carnation Street have their depressing murder episodes yeah. on Christmas Day. That's great. Is that available at all? It is. They out. actually, last year, I think, because you got it Oh, as well. they reissued the, yeah. all those BBC ones. But cool. you know, I don't Which know if it's amazing. on your one. It's, um, yeah, no, Lost Hearts, it's... The, that it, there's another one called Whistle and I'll Come to Whistle You. Whistle and I'll Come to You. It's, it's, yeah. it's a three... That's amazing. Yeah, it's, fun, it's fantastic. Again, that was part of the series. I think they did three, three seasons and it was every Christmas they released one. Um, and the next one that was number seven on my list is The Treasure of Abbott Thomas, which is the following year. And it's about um, a monk who gets obsessed with finding this corrupt abbot's um, gold that he's hidden in a crypt and the gold is cursed and he finds it and it's about the curse that follows him. And again... 1974 like the makeup there's no effects it's pure atmosphere it's it's like when you watch a hammer horror movie and you see like a you know highgate cemetery it's like that fear it's just on screen and i don't know how to describe it It, they're just like lost hearts go watch lost hearts get in a car drive through the countryside you will see two dead goats literally go hi (laughs) (laughs) it's that scary it is that scary you'll you'll shake your so so one is called lost hearts and what's the other one the treasure of abbot thomas the treasure of abbot but i'd also recommend whistle and i'll I'll come to you whistle and i'll come to you i think that's very creepy yeah yeah that's really good yeah it's amazing yeah so and there's a box set shout out to the bbc (laughs) 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 there's a there's a box set it's called a ghost story for christmas incidentally our sponsor (laughs) (laughs) and uh they're they're like again that vhs still exists and even though we have them on dvd still watch it it's that that childhood fear again of of those ghosts they'll never leave me and the hurdy-gurdy music if we if i could play it right now i would oh yeah can you can you hum it (laughs) 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 i've already done (laughs) 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 is there a is there a a, um, Can I YouTube it? Oh no, it's on airplane mode. Uh, we'll, we'll pipe it bing, in. Bing, uh, Connor will yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll edit that in. That'll be the backing track for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be good. Uh, little intro music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Interesting. 
Cool. That's not copyright. <laughs> no, <laughs> really I just, actually just record yourself. I, I have been searching <laughs> since the internet happened because mm. this this movie means like it's it, it's means so much to me. I have been searching to find that music. Okay. It doesn't exist anywhere. I can't find who wrote it. I can't find like any information about it. It's probably from an archive somewhere. Okay. Some chap just playing a hurdy gurdy. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like, oh, put that in. <laughs> like it's horrifying. Real shit bricks. Recap your top five there. What were they? The top seven. Top seven. Too hard for me. Uh, so, Pet Cemetery, uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill, Ravenous, Dog Soldiers, The Others, and then Lost Hearts and The Treasure of Abba Thomas. Beautiful. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Very good. Cool. Very good. Cool. Okay. Go next? I'll go next. Yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> Connor Dowling speaking. <laughs> this confusion of all the Connors. Oh, yeah. All two. Um, okay, so, uh, top film, and this is also my f- go-to favourite film, The Shining. Okay. okay, did you guys know I was going to say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, always been a big fan of The Shining. Uh, it's one of those films that when I was a kid and I was sick from school, I used to rent it out in the video shop and watch it and it probably terrified me probably made me even more sick somehow but I uh, always loved it and then kind of in recent years you know there's been all these like YouTube videos about all the like crazy hidden meanings and stuff in the documentary room 237 and like I just I get a kick out of all that stuff you know I don't read too much into all of the you know millions and millions of hidden layers in the film Nazis not all of it some of it okay well said apart from that documentary but well said a lot of it is nonsense a lot of it is very obsessive crazy stuff but um, I do think it's like a masterpiece of a film in every way and uh, I love the music and just the aesthetic of the film in every way Uh, number two on my list uh, Dawn of the Dead Mm. the original Dawn of the Dead um which is coming out in 3D, I believe. What? Really? They've, I think they've done a 6 million remastering of, <laughs> of the original. In 3D. In 3D. Oh, God. Uh, that's fascinated. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> that's a new catchphrase of this podcast. <laughs> um, I, pro- I probably saw the remake first, believe it or not, the Zack Snyder one oh, okay. in oh, yeah. 2004 or something. I probably saw that first. And then... Uh, but I had already seen the original Night of the Living Dead and then mm. someone got that trilogy of the... Someone I know had that trilogy on DVD of the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. I watched all three and Dawn is just my favourite. Um, but I was actually listening to John Carpenter recently talking on a podcast about zombie movies. It wasn't him who made it, but he said he's friends with George A. Romero and George A. Romero hates how everyone has just been milking his uh, his, <laughs> his stuff for the past like 30 years mm-hmm. like all the remakes and the walking dead and all that stuff like i mean mm-hmm. he just absolutely can't stand that he thinks that there's no like original like zombie yeah, stuff yeah, being yeah. made but that's see like i'm a huge romero fan mm-hmm. i think connor you are too yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but 
it, it's a bit rich for him because he, he's milks that <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. survival of the dead. I'm yeah. sorry, like you he's know, milked his own. Stuff yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, Dawn of the Dead. I think was my favorite. But I've shifted back towards Night. Yeah, as, yeah. Okay. as time has gone on. The original, yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why actually, because originally it was Dawn of the Dead, 100. Yeah, and yeah. just for some reason over time I've kind of shifted back, but. It's an incredible film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just something about when they're in the the shopping mall and they have all the supplies and they get into the gun shop. I just feel so like but secure. But it's the fantasy, though, <laughs> isn't it? This whole having freedom of yes. the shopping center yes. and the, you know the, just those scenes where they cook the dinner and the thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Horrifying atmosphere. Totally. And then even the, you know the social commentary on like mm. the you know the zombies coming back to the shopping mall. Like it's just a real <laughs> fuck you to the consumers. You know, yeah. I love that. Like, and then me and Connor went to. Um, the lighthouse to see I mentioned earlier uh, Goblin play the live score to the film and that was just oh. mind blowing like although there were times you were watching the film and getting so engrossed and you forgot there was just a big band right in front of you <laughs> okay yeah so number three always been a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan always been a big Freddy Krueger fan and my favourite one of those films always changes right mm. and for the purposes of this top five my favourite <laughs> Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is Dream Warriors. It's got to be, yeah. Oh my God, Dream Warriors. Ali was it's... showing me a number two there. And, uh, has anyone actually seen the documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street? The, oh, the legacy one, the, the, the no, three-hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never, I've never it's like, sat incredible. down to watch it. Surprisingly brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, but I just love Freddy Krueger. I love all that stuff. Um, and Dream Warriors. Yeah, like I mean. I just remember seeing that on TV years ago and that scene with the, where the guy gets turned into the puff. It's, the pu- it's, it's horrifying. It's crazy. And the guy who sees oh. him is the one who can't talk. So he's like, <laughs> everyone, he's like, he can't, he can't yeah, talk. Yeah. It's so good. And then even the scene where that guy who can't talk gets taken away by the beautiful nurse into the mm. bedroom and it's Freddy and she ties him to the bed with the tongues and the, the low... Who, who made that film again? Is that Rennie Harlan? No, Rennie Harlan did number four. Four, yeah. four okay. It was, uh, it was written, I think, by Frank Darabont. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was involved, yeah. I don't think he came up with the original concept, but he was brought on to, to mm. do the script. Yeah, it was one of his first big jobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't remember who the director was, but it was, it was. I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, and I loved kind of the callback to Nancy and uh, her dad being like the kind of worn out, like alcoholic. Um, yes, yeah, so... That's kind of my favourite uh, Freddy Krueger movie, the third one. Number four on my list is Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Mm, yeah. Good call. Yeah. What yeah. a film. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. I've seen that a few times. And actually, I went to see it in the IFI uh, a year or two ago, and everyone in the cinema was just laughing through the whole film. I, I, I was like, hate that. what I was would, going on? I just should go around murder everybody. I <laughs> Me and my friend were just sitting there going, there's something wrong with these people it just isn't yeah. funny like it's the most chilling film ever you know do you it, see the baby in Rosemary's Baby you do you see the eyes you, you see do you like, you do no you do because you always think you do or yeah, you don't no, you definitely like, see the eyes and there's kind of fur around her or something is there not there's a do you not see it in the crypt or the cr- cradle in the, yeah in the cradle but I don't think you see the full thing I think it's quite a close up <laughs> Of the eyes, I'm, I've uh, see. I hate saying these things on podcasts. Cause if oh, you're in the pub, God. I would swear blind that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the you genius have a theory. of the film. You have a theory about that, don't you, Hunter? Well, my theory is that I I don't think you do, mm. but I think you think you do. Yeah. Do you think that we think we think? I, we think, do. I, I think I think you do think you think you do. I think I do. <laughs> I mean, I think you do I, as well. I, 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 I think okay, I could be wrong here, but I think you see the eyes of the devil in yes. the dream sequence yeah. earlier in the film. But I don't think okay. in the scene at the end where you see the baby in the crib that it cuts to the eyes. Mm-hmm. I think she just says the eyes. 
I think, no. I think need to you're right. Because I thought you didn't, but I'm almost sure there's a shot of the eyes. I think everyone comes away from that film going, oh, and then remember the baby. It was so, it was so terrifying. And there actually is no shot of the baby. They just describe it. Yeah. It could be <laughs> subliminal. There could be a shot. <laughs> <It could> be. <laughs> there could be a shot of the baby Polanski, in there. You know, <laughs> you know, like in 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 The Exorcist, it, it, when mm. when there's all those flashing, and you actually, if you pause it, you can see Pazuzu, oh, and like it could be like, 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 like yeah, Polanski could have just shot that in there. You know, like this, like maybe, and like maybe. <laughs> Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll follow this conversation on Twitter later on. So we have to check this one out. Anyone who's watching, watching Rosemary's Baby in the background. Uh, but it is true that you home. do remember some, like whether that I, I think the shot is in there and that, but that's yeah. the same with people's memory of Texas Chainsaw and stuff where they think there was a lot more violence in it than there yeah. actually was. Well, yeah. a lot more blood and stuff like that mm. than there is. Yeah. And then people think, because I remember working in Extra Vision actually when Chainsaw got properly released again on, on VHS mm. and I had three different people bring it back swearing they'd seen Texas Chainsaw when it had come out and this is a horribly cut down version and there's bits of people being chopped in half and everything <laughs> like that Cause they, but they genuinely believed it like they yeah. just they had that warped perception because it had scared them so much it, they believed they must have seen so much more than what's in that film yeah, yeah. 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 wow yeah, mm. yeah. Rosemary's Baby Rosemary's Baby what a film and, and Texas Chainsaw like Jesus Christ I think I've only seen Chainsaw once actually um, and it was like way bloodier then. that's all you need I remember first, like, first, first seeing that movie you know when when like it's, it's at the very very start and so she, they go in and you know he comes he opens the door and he just smacks it and it's not yeah, the yeah. fact that he opens the door mm. he smacks it it's his body it's Fly, yes yeah, thank yeah, you like a flesh spasms, on yeah. and that scene has again has, is an is stayed with me like my whole life and to me like Leatherface can still come through the wall I don't know why he'll come through a wall not through a door <laughs> like but a, he's coming like through Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. oh yeah it's literally, it's literally that that's like he'll come through and just go whack it's just Homer and from the Simpsons Mark do you want to see my new chainsaw on your desk but that's yeah I, I saw The Devil's Rejects there a couple of years ago, and uh, that was fucked up. Phenomenal! Really I up. freaking love that movie. Yeah, there's a bit I where they, someone wears someone else's face or something, and mm-hmm. it's just like a really what the fuck moment. Right. Just like, oh. But again, that's something that happened. That's like very heavily lifted from Chainsaw too. Yeah, right. Uh, right, right. the scene where Leatherface does put someone's face on a girl's face and everything like that. So like, I'm not like not necessarily a rip off, but it's a very clear yeah, homage because yeah. I don't think there's a chance that Rob Zombie hasn't seen Texas Chainsaw <laughs> 2 yeah. many many times it's also an homage of Face Off <laughs> um, which, like, which is definitely due to remake uh, <laughs> uh, what's his face uh, Hannibal Lecter does that as well it's yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. has a little face swap um, number 5 on the list now like this is this is a difficult choice to make there's lots of things floating around but um, modern horror Scream love Scream always mm. loved Scream yeah. and I just think it's a really uh, genius kind of take on the slasher genre yeah. TV series have you been watching I watched the first series yeah and I haven't gotten into the second series yet but no the first series was good I was pretty impressed with the first series I didn't think yeah. I was going to like it like yeah, I kind of stuck yeah. it on in the background and like after a couple of episodes it's kind of oh I might pay attention to this and yeah because yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of horror on TV but they, mm. they did a decent enough yeah, job I thought so. yeah mm. yeah they kind of they kind of reinvented it a little bit while staying true to the yeah the original style is it the same story no no, no it's different no, it's story. like it's, it is clever because it's done for tv and yeah. they say stuff like there's no way At the start, a slasher yeah. could last for a <laughs> yeah, tv yeah yeah the first episode <laughs> like, they have everyone that, will be dead they have that obligatory classroom scene that lots of like kind of modern horror films have where they're you know the uh a friend of mine said it's like rule 51 yeah. of horror films like 
you know, the lecture in the college or in the classroom is going to be about like the theme or the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the Scream TV show, um, they, uh, they, yeah, they have this they, this talk about slashers at the start, and there's just this really like obvious like kind of track in on the guy or something when he's when he's uh, when he's saying it about how yeah, like, yeah, the slasher yeah. can never last. Yeah, but um, a big fan of the Scream series. What about you guys? What do you think of I the film? I loved the first Scream. Mm. Yeah, I thought I thought it was genius. Um, mostly because I could relate to uh, to uh, what's his face, the guy talking about all the horror rules, Can and I was like, yeah, oh, me too. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. survive. I'd survive. Totally. And uh, obviously had a massive crush on Billy Loomis. Of course, of course I did. Oh, he could kill me any day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I loved about it was because I remember seeing it in the cinema and I was terrified mm. like really scared and so it did that brilliant thing of being very funny and really scary yeah. so yeah. It, it, it didn't fall into one or the other do you know what I mean yeah. it kind of it worked as a horror film and it also worked as a commentary yeah it's very film. entertaining though as well. like it is actually it's fun to be scared yeah. kind yes. of in the same yeah. way that yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi kind of goes for as well it's actually not yeah. just dark and miserable. Yeah, you're ha- you're being scared, but you're having a laugh. Yeah, because I was a little harder on when I first saw them. I guess you know because it was that meta look and yeah. you know a little yeah. bit winking at the camera and that kind of got worse as films kind of followed on after Scream. Like where yeah. everyone was kind of making fun of these films and I love yeah. those films. But I rewatched them recently again. And actually, you know they really do stand up. Yeah, um, I was probably even the sequels actually work well. The sequels do know, as well. They're yeah. not as bad as yeah. you know well, they, they might get credit. Like I mean. They're all right. Three is <laughs> pretty good. Is, uh, two is the one with Cotton with uh, Lee Schreiber. Yes. Yeah, okay, that was good. That was good. But, uh, yeah, no, it does stand yeah, up, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And it, it just feels like Wes Craven spent a good 20 years making horror movies and working within that genre and just kind of uh, consuming everything that yeah. came out and then just just said okay this is getting kind of stale it's not working anymore and he just totally reinvented it and turned it on its head yeah. but used it but kind of stayed true to a lot of the the, the rules but from like, it at that time horror had completely died yeah like mm. so it needed that kind of because it, it was that college se- or high school whatever yeah, it was yeah. sexy you know 1990s yeah. um like horror and that's faculty Oh yeah, that's well it it, it spawned it, it, it spawned like just so many kind yeah. of things like trying to imitate it. I know, I know what you did last summer, faculty, which is great. Which uh, is urban, urban legends. Urban legends is awesome. I liked great. urban legends. Yeah. I still I have do. To, I have to say it's great. Um, disturbing behavior. Does anyone remember disturbing behavior? No. no, that was another good kind of high school one. I think maybe Katie Holmes was in that or something. Yeah. yeah. Or Idle Hands. Idle Hands. Oh, that was class. <laughs> I love it. Great. I, I, that's one of my go-to Halloween movies. It's I stick on Halloween and it feels movie. like Halloween. Yeah. 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 That's it's kind of the weird thing about West Craven is that we're just when you're saying, because he did kind of reinvent or brought horror back into the mainstream with that, but then when you think, like he did it with Last House on the Left, he mm. kind of did it with The Hills of Eyes, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Scream. Like, and Freddy's New Nightmare. Well, yeah, absolutely. Being one of the best. West Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. West Craven. That was... No, actually, but no, it was, and that for me is better than Scream because that was before, and it's the yeah, same thing though. It's it is that same understanding. It's a movie. It's a movie yeah. about the movies. Uh, it's very meta, and it's so ahead of its time. But it's of all those kind of horror masters out there, he's one of those few people who has actually like kickstarted trends yeah, a number yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. While most of them are kind of famous for one particular True. thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Jesus, yeah, you just forget he's just he's he started so many different things, and yeah. like he's at the top of so many different franchises. You know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. On Mark. Good list. <laughs> Hold on until I open up my phone. Dun, dun. <laughs> well, no, I think actually the good thing that was nice about most of the list, I don't think we've got too much crossover because that was kind of my. Yeah. 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 No, not one. Well, oh, all the others. You, 
The others no, no, and the innocence. The, the others, you just said the innocence, yeah. You don't have the remake of Hans on the Haunted Hill. Okay, so my top five were, and yeah, again, it's one of those things you struggle with, but yeah, I'll just go for it. So number one, The Brood. David Cronenberg. Oh, I just good. love, like, a uh, huge Cronenberg fan in general, but mm-hmm. The Brew particularly, it still disturbs me. I don't know, it's again like the Pet Cemetery, the child fear type thing. Yeah. Those kids with the little anagrat kind of coats and the pale faces. You know, yeah. every time I see a child with a coat, I just want to push it over and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, yeah, there's, it's just, it's really creepy. And then when it gets into the, the later stage stuff, especially if you see the uncut version, it's particularly disturbing yeah. and graphic. Oh, uh, giving uh, Like horrendous, giving birth to that stuff. That scene uh, where Oliver Reed... <laughs> it, if, if, if you ever wanted to see a mother clean her fetus... Okay, oh, <laughs> that's That's the film. I definitely don't need to see that. But no, the, the scene where Oliver Reed uh, he, I think he's rescuing someone from like this room full of kids yes. and they, it's just this like kind of wide shot and they all start coming down it's off their the little shed they live in oh it's terrifying it's yeah. so good so number two actually I'm surprised that it hasn't come up from other people Halloween oh yeah I had to put oh, it on yeah, there yeah, yeah. and I nearly didn't just again trying to show the more interesting more obscure mm, ones yeah. but just Halloween was one of the first ones I saw that way and it still creeps me out like Michael Myers for me of all the famous bad guys mm. just scares the shit out of me because he it's it's especially all those earlier images of him just outside the window watching through the washing or you know in the shadows watching but he doesn't do anything he just lets people yeah. go by and it's that kind of comfort with going i don't have to get you now that freaks me out yeah, much more yeah. than the kind of the aggression of the more like the rob zombie remake and stuff where it's very brutal you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. it's the fact he could be just oh, waiting for me just really kind of uh yeah i just think it's great and obviously the music when we talk about mm. like yeah. goblins of dawn mm. of the dead I don't think Halloween without the music would yeah. have been the same film. And when I hear that music, I just... Yeah. See, I, don't, I don't even see Michael Myers. I see that pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just absolutely love I it. I never the liked any of the Halloween. Really? I like the music. Um, Didn't um, work for you. It's, I'm now slashers, again, like, mm. like watching all these movies as a, as a child, like slashers were just humans to me. Yeah. Like him standing at a window, moving slowly, walking. I was like, oh, I could run away. Grand, <laughs> you know, it's like so. I never, I never felt the fear. So I'm, I'm envious the, of you. So Halloween's not scary because it's about a person, and yet Ravenous is scary because it's about what people could do. Well, Ravenous because Robert Carlyle eats people in it. Like that's, <laughs> that's baby. Michael Myers eats a dog. Okay. <laughs> One of those forgotten facts, like where he just punched a okay. dog. You Way worse. Your gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> Early, he's like, oh, Rav, what yeah, did he do? When did he eat a dog? It's never clear. They, they, go, they go to Michael. never specifically shown or no, mentioned. It's a bizarre camera. moment where they go to like the my, old Michael Myers' house and they just find a dead dog. And Sam Lewis just goes like, what? he, he must have gotten hungry. And then no one mentions it again. It's just weird. But that thing. could just be. A, he, he killed animals because in the remake we see him killing animals at the start as a child so oh. that could just be a dead dog the remakes you always might... do shit like that where I... they're like they, they're just bringing you back to like way 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 before the film starts, and then they go oh yeah look at this gritty beginning to this character that's like... the one Halloween that I liked was the was the really? See, I think oh my god oh, no. I know I know I know <laughs> Connor's <laughs> okay I'm gonna hold Connor down quickly <laughs> put the knife down because it gave me more to it gave me more to some opinions can be wrong right? <laughs> like <laughs> just the where Connor's actually going to redub your voice. 
And the thing, the, the stuff I loved about the original Halloween was the music. Yeah, I love music. Uh, Michael Myers, just the, the simplicity of just this guy in a fucking black jumpsuit and the, yeah. the white mask and the weird hair and just a knife in his hand. I just thought that was so terrifying. And he was just invincible for some reason, for some unknown reason. He didn't have to explain it. There was never, like, why can he survive getting shot or getting stabbed or... And he's like, why, 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 why? Nobody knows. Just it's just pure evil. Yeah, it's just yeah. the evil is fueling him. But you know, there's this still from Halloween, um, where it's like just this picture of a suburb. You know, bushes, a front garden, autumn looking kind of thing. And I'm looking at it, going, why is that so iconic? Like it's just such an iconic image from Halloween. And he looked to the right, and Michael Myers is just standing right <laughs> there in the middle of it. Right. And it's just like he just kind of blends into the scenery. Mm. You know, yeah. um, I just and and I was listening to. John Carpenter on the podcast there the other day um, and he was saying that like you know when he made that film he wasn't like trying to like get any particular message out there into the world it was just specifically designed to scare the shit out of yeah, you that yeah, was yeah. those are his words I just wanted to scare the shit out of people and that was it but uh, <laughs> uh, hi John uh, John on the phone I, I, love, I love John Carpenter I think yeah. it's fantastic oh, and my, uh, the only thing that I take away from that movie is Music. I think oh it's, God, it's yeah. fantastic, but I want I want Michael Myers to scare the shit out of me. I want to see him outside Careful my window. For. I'm wishing for it. Mark, Mark is setting it up right Seating now. Seating here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> While we're still talking to each other, let's carry on. <laughs> so number three on my list is The Legend of Hell House. Which is my favorite haunted house film ever. I haven't seen, you haven't that. seen it. No, seen it. No, actually, you've seen which? See, I get mixed up with the Hill yeah. House, the Legend. Of yeah, the, no. The, so is... again, it's actually <laughs> oh. Richard Madsen wrote it. Um, really? He's my favorite writer. Yeah, and it, it stars Roddy McDowell. You're on from. Planet oh, I definitely stuff. haven't seen that. It's a really, it's just a really good haunted house film, and it's weird because it's not that scene. And I discovered it on TV back in the day when Channel Four used to do their late night horror yeah, series, yeah. like. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's a, it's just, it's everything that you want. There's not that many great haunted house films out there. For some bizarre reason, we kind of think yeah. all stories are kind of haunted house stories, but they're not really. But like, even at the very beginning, they just organize this mission. Like, it, it starts with them arriving at the house, so it's like straight in there. Mm. And like, one of the guys just describes it as the Mount Everest of haunted houses, right. and just immediately you know you're in for something. Like, and it just, mm-hmm. it just, there's plenty of stuff happens, but it just keeps at you, and it's very. You know what I liked about kind of some of the older horror films? So this is kind of mid-70s, I think, so it's not like a really old film. Um, it might even be the early 80s. They, uh, whenever something weird happens or scary, like everyone just kind of looks grimly at each other and then it just moves on. There's no kind of huge score attack. There's no kind of people losing the plot. They just kind of, they suffer through it. You yeah, know, with yeah, this trying yeah. to get to the bottom of this mystery. Um, but really, really worth checking out, and it's got a nice kind of twist at the end. Um, but definitely, if you're interested in the kind of haunted okay. house, it definitely yeah, has yeah, like yeah, comparisons yeah. with the haunting and stuff. But yeah, yeah, really, yeah. really, really worth the haunting out. What's yeah. it called? Uh, the Legend of Hell House, written by Hell Richard Matheson. Yeah, Legend wow. of Hell House. When was it made? I, that's, I think it's the mid '70s, but I, you know. Any famous actors in it, or just Roddy McDowell? Oh right, well, yeah. you know, famous. And is he doing his comic routine, or is he? <laughs> no, he's a psychic. Who's, <laughs> who's, who's, trying to not do I think he's there for the money or something else he doesn't really want to be there kind of uh, Stephen King's Rose Red sort of touches on a similar sort of notion of it yeah which is very good adaptation I love yeah. that love it um, but so that, that would be in that kind of a world um, amazing speaking of haunted house films uh, just as a like almost like as a genre in itself 
one film that I saw only last year for the first time and it's just shy of my top five is uh, The Changeling. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my God, yeah. the original changing, not the Angelina. Not, yeah. <laughs> not Angelina Jolie. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy moves into this big old crazy house and there's this crazy banging noise happening at like 6am and you're just like, I remember watching it going, I, I, there's no way I could possibly predict what that banging noise is going to turn out to be. And then when you find out what it is at the end, you're just like, yeah, there's no way I could yeah, ever yeah. predict this, that. Just so I remember, this is the blind priest up at the top of the room, is it? Uh, no, what's that? No, With the demons, and he, it's, it's, is that not the no, change? No, it's, um, no, the change is trying to do an investigation. George, George yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like his, his family die at the start and he moves into this big old mansion by himself and he starts hearing these crazy noises and he starts to investigate what happened in this house before him okay. and it leads him on this investigation. And the whole film is more like a mystery mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah, but he yeah. brings in, I think he brings in a medium and they start trying to like uh, record stuff and yeah. like weird stuff starts happening. But if you haven't seen it, I'd seriously yeah, add it to your list. Really that, was another one, very, very that was another one on the Martin Scorsese top 10 uh, mm-hmm. scary films. And I watched it last year, and I was like, "This is in my top ten now." It's, it's so nice going. when you discover something like that, though. Isn't yeah, it? you've seen yeah. so many, and there oh, is loads you've seen of everything. Yeah, but there yeah. are loads of great films out there like that that even people who think they love horror films haven't seen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is worth kind of looking into these yeah, kind of yeah. ones because they just, for whatever reason, just didn't catch on as yes. big as other ones yeah. did. Yeah, uh, you know, I think Black Christmas is another good slasher film that doesn't Brilliant. actually get enough yeah. credit. Very yeah, yeah. disturbing and kind of <laughs> nasty. Um, but uh, right where am I number four is Suspiria actually oh, so ah. we have a, a joint comparison and <laughs> while, while you were somewhat apologetic for it I'm kind of not going to be though I did I struggled with it I don't know why same. I'm a bit apologetic because no, I love the film yeah, no know? but I know what you mean because I, I was thinking the same thing but when I thought about it just like you said it's the music the colours I'd mm. never seen mm. horror done in that kind of way before mm. and it was just so striking and gaudy yeah well because you do because a lot of the horror films especially then that I saw they were kind of yeah dark and grimy and kind of sneaky it was you know a quieter type thing and like from the first moment of Suspiria you're just in there music's mm-hmm. up at full yeah, yeah. woman running through the trees like no yeah. explanation or anything what's happening um, like I've never seen a scene with somebody getting into a taxi and driving to a place and that's a brilliant scene yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It is. you're already scared it's she's just ringing the doorbell yeah, to go in just, like, yeah. Like, uh, just, yeah. and whenever that music kicks in it's just yeah, yeah. chill and the music is so brash when yeah. it kicks in as well it just blasts in all of a sudden I'd love to see it without the music just to be curious <laughs> yeah. like, because like, the music is such a big thing yeah. of Argento's yeah. films but uh, I think it would still be horrifying that scene with the with the shard of glass going into the heart mm. oh, yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah oh baby that's great Dario, I think she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like that's because it's it's actually not gross. It's actually like you can feel that shard going in, and then just you can they go. Boom, 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 we boom, we boom, can see the whole. It comes right yeah. out. Yeah, like, like it's not even. But like, it's operatic, <laughs> isn't it? Like it, it's so it over is. the top. Yeah. It is. Like, and like yeah. what you were saying about those colors as well. It's like you're like, <laughs> is this gross? Is this scary? Because it's it's quite colorful. I'm enjoying yeah. watching yeah. this. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Totally. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it is. I think, is that Suska Sisters are doing a remake of that? Oh, really? I think it's them. Who is doing? I heard the something. Suska Sisters who did uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk in American Mary. Yeah, I've never seen American Mary actually. American Mary is very good. I wasn't a huge fan of the very end of it, but the rest of it was really good. But yeah, I I just don't see how you're gonna. I know, like, and I'm not one of these like no remakes can happen. You know, I don't like a lot of them, but there's no point getting some. No, but you know, it's 
But there are just some that you just kind of wonder. I just don't know how, because it it was already so over the top. And I think if you pull it back, I don't think it's going to really work either. Yeah, yeah, there's some things that just can't be, like that was in a time. Like that Mm. was a time, like that's, what do you Mm. call it? Like the Italian... Giallo. Giallo, yeah. Giallo, yeah. That's the word with a G, right? Yeah. yeah. The one that you read, you kind of go, yeah. Oh, Giallo. You can't, like, read, you can't get that back. Like, no, absolutely. when you remake you that, you're it. going to lose, yeah. like, that time and, like. Absolutely. You could totally do a very sterilized version of Suspiria. You could do it line by line, moment by moment, mm. but it wouldn't have the same no. aesthetic. Do you no. know what's interesting about Suspiria? Originally, that was supposed to be young kids. Like and uh-huh. um, really? Argento was so yeah. they for, had forced him to have them like older, you know, whatever teenagers or probably teenagers. Yeah, they would be. Yeah, you know, they're eighteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but uh, as a protest, he didn't change the dialogue. Uh, so the, the, the dialogue uh, is the that would make thing. some sense because the, the dialogue is slightly odd the girls are fighting over the ballet shoes and stuff (laughs) like that Um, but no yeah it's just it's one of those ones that it's really worth seeing and if you see it on the big screen because actually I missed when Goblin were overdoing Dawn of the Dead but I did see Goblin (coughs) doing Tenebrae and Suspiria Back to Back Live where was that? that was just uh, what's the name of the theatre just outside of town yeah it was was incredible late night kind of theatre place they do a lot of dance music stuff District 8 uh, around the event Cool. But uh, yeah, no, just it, it was incredible again to hear that music live. Uh, it's very it. awkward and odd when there's like kind of 20 or 30 minute stretches where the band just sort of hang around there while the film just <laughs> carries on. Yeah. But when it kicked in, it was amazing. Um, and then the last on my list is The Wicker Man. Oh, I just that was in my that was in my no 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 hate that hate hate the remake just for the record hate yeah, the remake course. too late the damage is done <laughs> I, I was joking Connor edit all the joking bits when he punches that woman in the face it's just like, what the I am fuck these, I am not these. letting the conversation <laughs> to just be taken over by the remake derailed <laughs> totally derailed so, sorry the original Wicker Man again is one of those weird and it was one of the great discoveries for me at the Harathon Festival because I hadn't heard of this film. Mm-hmm. I'd just seen the poster before mm-hmm. and it was a double bill I think for the thing I'm not sure okay. um, but went in completely blind and then it starts with this folk music and literally yeah. like the whole crowd kind of giggled it's kind of a natural reaction to this is odd yeah. um, and as it just went on it, I don't know it just gets under your skin mm-hmm. and the ending was just devastating yeah. you know it yeah, really yeah. really was and like for me like it was a huge influence and stuff and anyone who sees Cronwood will kind of get that kind of thing from because I just loved that they they kept it quite real in a very yeah. strange yeah, way yeah. and they never blew that yeah. and that made it all the more terrifying when it comes to its kind of conclusion it's that celebration the film ends on supposedly a happy note with yeah, like yeah. happy music <laughs> and people smiling and swinging yeah. you know and yeah, yeah uh, that scares me a lot more Jesus you know, Christ but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but when you show people being real like nasty it's kind of easy to sort of just go oh they're just really bad people yeah. when people believe they're doing good that, that scares me a lot more because that's where a lot of that kind of bad stuff you see happens because yeah, people yeah. think they're the good person they're much more likely to do something really bad yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I think the Wicked Man you know it's gotten a a lot more kind of credit over the last couple of years mm-hmm. but if you haven't seen it I'd say Absolutely. you know oh, yeah. find yeah. it sit down watch yeah. it buy the soundtrack yeah. you know I think a huge testament to that film is for me anyway I saw the remake first having never heard of the original going oh some new Nicholas Cage movie I'll check this out watch it going oh this is terrible oh you know it's a remake got the DVD watched it and it was mind-blowing mm. it's it, it wasn't ruined by you yeah, know no, the the, 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 the kind of ending and stuff you know 
if that didn't uh, take anything away but from that's it because even the poster for and the DVD covers for the Wicker Man basically blow the ending you know right. like yeah, they yeah, show yeah. the Wicker Man on oh, fire yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's not even that huge a surprise but it still yeah. shocks you I don't know even now because you're not you're not expecting it you're, yeah. you're, you, wait you are but at the same time it's like it's so happy it's so friendly and then it's it's but it's done because it's so well at the end because they're bringing him up the hill like we see his reaction first it's the whole oh god oh god and we don't even know what he's seen and then it cuts to the and it's from his perspective I think yeah we really feel his horror in it you know and it's not shot in that traditional horror kind of low angles or anything it's very kind of almost documentary like sort of there you go you know more reality to it like Like I heard of The Wicker Man it was probably one of the first horror films I ever heard of it just by chance when I was maybe seven or eight I think I walked in to the front room and my dad was watching The Wicker Man and chanting come along son (laughs) and he yeah. <laughs> don't water. look at me oh, don't oh. look at me we need a good harvest how's that apple tree harvest coming on <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> all I heard was it was it was just must have been a scene with the police officer walking through the town or something but so the and I knew my mother was shooing me out of the room so I knew there was something scary and I heard the word wicker man right. and so I didn't know what the wicker man was but it for the next weeks, just the Im- the idea in my head was like, is it a scarecrow? Is mm. it a... You know what I mean? So I had, for probably years, I didn't see the film for years later, but but it was just this early memory of something scary or something and that I shouldn't like, ever look at. Yeah. You know? Forbidden, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Wow. <clears throat> it's a, so good what about so that's, that's everyone's list. Like, I know some people had kind of recent ones. I think the kind of 90s is about as recent as we got, though, yeah. isn't it? Like, is there anything over the last even, like, five or ten um, years for people that insidious. stand out as them? Yeah, Insidious. All of them? No. Fuck, no. Um, <laughs> no. the third one? Oh, not like the I still haven't one? seen oh, the third Jesus, one. No. After the second Ooh. one, I was like, no. You, Wait, you're, like, after watching the third one, you go back to the second one, you kind of go... All is forgiven. It's like it's like yeah. watching Terminator Three yeah. after watching yeah. those two more recent. Really? Yeah, no, the, Three was awful. The third Insidious film was it was it was so far away from the other two, and it just the was second one was so far. The I thought one the second one was fine. I thought I loved the Are first. You serious? Second one was fine. Third one. Did you not think the bad. second one was literally like looking at a parody of itself? It was it was laughable. Hated it the first time the I saw whole it. Time. Rewatching it, it's actually it's it's not really? as bad. Yeah, I was very disappointed the first time. I I, I wanted to walk out. But they have for the fourth one because you know these things go that way. There's a fourth um, one. Yeah, but they've gone on the director of the taking of Deborah Logan. Did anyone see that? It was on wow. Netflix. It's actually quite good. Great movie. Yeah, Great they, movie. they've started yeah. kind of recasting like good directors for these sort of films. It's like actually, I think I, I wrote one or two of them down. You get, obviously Adam Wingard had just done the Blair Witch one, but yeah. Mike Flanagan who did Hush, oh, yeah, and yeah. Oculus. He's doing the Ouija prequel, which is just know, out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, your man Sandberg, who did Lights Out, he's doing Annabelle 2. Like, yeah. It's weird. Like, they're actually getting directors who've done interesting, proper work uh-huh. doing these sequels. So mm. maybe we're going to see a bit of a pickup, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I think, It'll take a lot I, I to bring Insidious what, back. I think that's what Insidious started doing. I think like James Wan um, is, is like our, our Wes Craven. Yeah. You know? he's, yeah. he's start- no. no, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, I disagree. Wow. <laughs> I, I like him, but like, again, I would... Insidious would probably be my favorite. Okay, okay. getting saw, but like um, <laughs> the like much more than the Conjuring stuff. I find them actually much more. Well, I the Conjuring two. I have. To, I I wasn't a big fan of the first Conjuring. The Conjuring two. I actually. I I'm, I'm still thinking about that. Yeah. Still like still processing um, the other way it. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Because it was a haunt. It was a ghost being haunted. Which I. It's it's just these little things that 
make the movie stand out to me. Like um, the the Insidious was like Freddy Krueger, but it wasn't like Freddy Krueger because it was you go to sleep oh, and yeah. then you get lost. Mm. So it was oh, a different yeah. take on it. And then The Conjuring Two was what if the ghost is haunted? And I the whole way I was watching that, like I mean we were laughing our, our asses <laughs> off, but like in that in that scream kind of well now was that, that scene with the. Oh, it was the painting. I couldn't get over that where he... Where, the well, like, he was there. It's like, oh, I'm just doing a bit of art. <laughs> yeah, this and horrifying picture. And he's like, what? And he just kind of goes, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, the thing about... And then he puts it up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's lovely. Do you remember that thing, Jack Skellington yeah, thing? Yeah, that's, that's for a me. joke. That Jump in the shark. Totally but it was. The shark with that, like, it was like watching people who were off their head on coke right now. Because they had their scary creature. They had their man, the old man. And they're like, we got the nun. Okay, kill what else? Oh, we have the magic jump in the back yeah. top exactly. like, And then it just, show. you know, they kept throwing yeah. more and more on top of it. Because like. yeah. the movie is supposed to be, this really happened. That was the big, like, yeah, this, this is was, a true story. That was the big thing about the first one. You know what I mean? Because the first one was like, okay, it's a haunted house. There's possessions going on. There's poltergeist activity happening in the house. These are all things that we've heard of in, you know, in films and in the real world. And we're like, okay but some people say this actually happened and then the first conjuring was this actually happened to a family so it's kind of all of those like um spiritual activities like you know like happening in one house but then the new one was like that fucking jack skellington jack in the box thing it was like that's no that's not a thing that's Mm -hmm. not something that people have ever reported but if you like Like, if you read up in the story that like it's completely like you know the warrens were only there for one day they weren't even part of that investigation and they turned up uninvited they turned up (laughs) uninvited (laughs) and basically said you know we can make money off this and then they were turfed straight out like that the the warrens if you read into it they're the most incredibly yeah, they are. <laughs> it's like you know, they, well, I think one of them is dead now. But you know, the conjuring. <laughs> but like you know, it's the based on true story buzz because like if you didn't have that, I wouldn't care. You could go as crazy as you like. Mm. But that notion that everything now is inspired by true events yeah. is even a more kind of a. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. even based on a true story, but someone once heard someone may have seen this somewhere. Yeah, you know, and um, that's true. Yeah, probably. like I don't know. I'd be happy for that kind of to be dropped from the beginning of films. It's just... I don't know. It's kind of... It's, it, it is unnecessary, but at the same time, you're going for a horror experience. Well, see, but you know, so, like, for like, the first Conjuring, I think maybe, correct me if I'm wrong I didn't know that was a true that, story, like, but... Well, yeah, well, supposedly, yeah. though, I've again, you know, they've part. written <laughs> books on it, but, you know... Right. They, like, I, you could believe a certain amount of that film, but mm-hmm. then it comes up to a point where, like, isn't... Is it the mom or something's tied to a chair and it kind of flips upside down or something? Yeah, and again, yeah. you immediately go, "That didn't happen." <laughs> <laughs> and then like, if, you're, if you read up on it, like it's, it's literally they, it's explained that your one was in the chair and she pushed herself backwards and the chair tipped over, and you're kind of going, "Well, I believe that happened." Yeah. But and you know maybe the ghost did that, maybe like, not. <laughs> again, again, it's, it's the experience. Like when you're watching something on screen, you need to sh- like you need to show someone something that will literally make them shit their pants. So something like I mean, this is I went to see Paranormal. Activity 2 mm-hmm. um, it's one of the only times I've walked out of the cinema because everyone was laughing I actually tried to get a bunch of kids kicked out I was that person <laughs> I was really I was, like, I was really aggressive towards them I was like shut the fuck up <laughs> um, but like you need to like they were they were laughing because they were scared mm, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. so you need to show them these things and so if you show them like a person just going <laughs> like it's not going to scare them. Well, then the haunting to... still creeps people out, and there's nothing in that that couldn't be explained by the original. Yeah, um, you know, I, I yeah, agree yeah. with you. I think for things like to make it to properly scare people, mm-hmm. but again, are you telling me the true story or not? 
but I, you don't that's that's the thing you don't care about the true story you just all you need to know is that it's based on a true story <laughs> inverted commas <laughs> and then and they then, should put the inverted commas <laughs> in. <laughs> and then just like, like what and, and then put your imagination run wild because that's what the true story was in the first place was someone's imagination like you said mm. this person said this person said this person said this like Dracula came from all of these like the original Dracula came mm. from yeah, all of these no one tells me a story Dracula says based on a true story okay well they do actually that's not true <laughs> <laughs> Bradley and Taylor apparently is all tied in you yeah, know he's like, a Welshman now when it's all fine. <laughs> okay, I have a few other questions here I want to get through. So let's. Uh, um, can you remember your first or earliest horror memory, or not, or the <laughs> horrifying memory <laughs> of life? Or the, <laughs> no, or the first horror you saw, or I just mean it. I mean, probably thriller was one of the first things I saw. So it doesn't necessarily be film, but can you remember the first thing that that might have got you into horror, or the earliest memory of watching a horror film? I, 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 there's two films that spring to mind as kind of you know seeing over people's shoulders like catching a glimpse of a film and going oh that looks cool what's that one was The Blob right the ni- 1988 version which I actually watched again recently and I think it's brilliant I think it's really, really <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very good cool. I, mean, I think Frank Darabont was involved in that maybe he directed it or he wrote it or something like that um, and I remember just being in my auntie's house and like you know seeing like passing the sitting room like one of my cousins was watching this movie, this big gigantic pink thing taking over the city, and I was like, "That looks like the coolest thing." Ever, you know? uh, but then I remember watching Flatliners oh, when I was movie. pretty young. I was a kid, and just that thing where Kiefer Sutherland's character he go he flatlines and he goes into the past and he rem- has this memory of the kid going up the Billy tree. Billy Mahoney. And he, picks, he picks up the big rock. You remember his name? Because they pronounce it wrong, isn't it Mahoney? It's oh right. Mahoney. Okay. And you just hear the Americans go Mahoney. Mahoney. Billy Mahoney. But just that image of the kid up the tree in slow motion going, "No, please don't!" And the kid picking up the rock and a big evil smile and thrown at him. That's burnt into my brain. Mm. That is just like burnt into my brain, that image. And even watching it a few years later, I was like, okay, here we go, let's watch it again. And just something about it, I think it just kind of planted the seed Mm. of Mm. terror from such a young age. So maybe it's not the scariest movie of all time, but when I watch it, it just feels freaked out. Yeah, Yeah, I think mine is probably, like I know (laughs) film-wise was probably Robocop. Right. Mm. Like not necessarily horror, but I do remember like one... Because I wasn't really allowed to watch horrors, which I think was why I got into them much later. Um, but I, I did my uncle's, and he told my mother that the Robocop was like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you can watch that. <laughs> Scarecrow just exploded over a truck. <laughs> and then all a... I need is a brain. <laughs> <laughs> or all I have is a brain. <laughs> and there's a scene in it where, this must be my early, like, you know, horror coming out, but there's a scene in it where he. I think he kneecaps some guy, the bad guy. Mm. He shoots him in the kneecaps and he leaves a grenade on the table. And I, I was watching my brothers and sisters and I rewound the scene and they all looked at me like I was really sick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rewound and I wanted to watch again the guy getting shot in the kneecaps. Um, but like, it was, like that was explosive violence. It's bit, like even nowadays watching it, the, the bullet wounds and squids and stuff, squibs on that, like they're yeah. incredible. Like it's Brilliant. horrific. It's okay. That yeah. scene where... where um, uh, Peter Weller, Paul Weller, Peter Weller. Oh, uh, when he gets, his arm he gets shot to bits at oh, the start. That's, that's mm, terrific. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really good. Um, uh, do you want to go? No, you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not completely sure, like, say, on, like, the very, very first stuff 
of like horror films but like my parents were kind of okay with me recording horror films off mm. tv it was kind of a weird thing like yeah. there's like sex in it absolutely not oh no. you want to watch hellraiser probably okay yeah. um but i remember i used to get up early in the morning before school to try and watch like a little bit of what yeah. had been recorded the night before and so i think i saw i don't know if it's the first 20 minutes or the first half an hour of hellraiser <laughs> and the scene where Frank reforms out of the ground, yeah. I had never seen anything as graphically violent or disgusting as that before. And like, actually, that's one of the few times my stomach really turned. Right. And it was just, I didn't know you could go that far. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just really knocked me for six. Because that film is like, it's shocking, but without kind of jumpy kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. so in your face and, you know, gothic music kind of kicking in that that, that just always stuck with me as, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that, that would definitely be a big one for me. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. Um, I pretty I pretty much said said mine like uh, my my like I said my Connor knows my dad used to love. Uh, I, I basically my mum always gave birth to me because of horror movies. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm no that's a true story. She went into labour. Which one? Um, I don't I don't, I, I don't know. I've never asked actually. I just know it's, she's obviously too traumatised. Um, so like I've always been like obviously the the, the, house on. <laughs> <laughs> the remake <laughs> ten years before. Um, she so had a vision. <laughs> I think like. Like obviously the the BBC ones, um, I've been watching them since like they were recorded before I was even born. Uh, Pet Cemetery again. Um, uh, Interview with the Vampire was mm. my favorite. That's not a scary movie though. That's, that's it is a horror film. That like, you know, I know you get that grey area of what's yeah. or not, but it is a horror film. It is. It, that's in my top twenty horror that's, films. Oh, it's my favorite vampire movie 20. of all time. Um, but I think I think if I'm going to think of anything, it would probably be Evil Dead Two. Mm. Um, <laughs> I I remember. Um, <laughs> My dad used to tell me that the woman under the stairs lived under my bed. Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> oh my God, witch. so it's not the witch; it's the mother. <laughs> so um, I think like that's that's definitely like again because I, I I these movies I saw when I was like maybe four or five. And, what? Um, so, <laughs> Just calling child. <laughs> These are all laughing. <laughs> I, I can laugh now. Uh, no, but um, and I thank him. I thank him for scaring the absolute shite out of me as, as a child. Um, but the the woman uh, living under my bed, or the woman from The Shining, she also lived oh, in my bathroom. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Amityville Horror. One day oh, he yeah. he hid behind the door, and he said, "Get out!" <laughs> so that also lived in my house. Uh, so is, so is, I'm assuming is your dad a huge horror fan? Gotcha, yeah. Really? And what would yeah. kind of be his, his wheelhouse? What would be his main horror stuff? Um, so he's in his 60s now, so um, I was mostly brought up on his, his favourites, which were like Hammer Horrors. Oh, cool. Um, like really, like, like obviously the 1960s onwards, or prior to that, yeah. the, the 50s, like Vincent Price is a staple in our house. We have a cookbook by Vincent Price. Love Vincent Price. <laughs> um, he's I was going to, yeah. I was, instead of this, I was going to get his face tattooed there, mm. but my mum is still obviously traumatised from giving birth to me because of a horror movie and I'm like no <laughs> you can't have Vincent Price on your, on your body Don't wave that elbow around um, in my face and so yeah, so yeah that's, that. that's definite that, that woman under the freaking floorboards in Evil Dad's mother yeah she's gonna eat my soul <laughs> swallow it I believe <laughs> she, she doesn't even choose <laughs> <laughs> that's why she was so angry she had indigestion to what's her. next Connor? <laughs> Um, well, we, we touched on it briefly. I was just wondering, and, and only because I watched one recently, but we were talking about films that kind of slipped through the net. Mm. So 
that you might have just saw recently that's like how did I miss that movie like right. and um, I know for me the one I saw was Carnival of Souls oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's good don't think I know that one and it's it's great it was made early 60s yeah 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 and i mean (coughs) they say it had a big influence which which you could totally see on night of the living dead and um just a brilliant just one of those films that's like really well made and it's quite low budget you know at the time um it's american American really yeah yeah um it was very low budget like at the time i think was made for like a hundred grand or something yeah um but uh and what's kind of the one line on it or I guess it's about a girl who she's in a car crash at the start and I suppose the, she's she's an organ player she gets a job as an organ player in a new town but everything is it kind of reminds me of a Polanski type movie like um, Repulsion or something mm. basically the world is a bit odd like there are times where she's talking to people and they don't can't see her yeah and she doesn't realize and they can't and then she's and then she might wake up and you know so it's kind of her reality is getting a bit weird you know I mean there's a Twists in, in yeah. throughout the film, but that's the basic idea. Okay, yeah. Put yeah. It on the list, yeah, yeah, it's up, it's on Shutter. Oh, is it? Yeah, ah, okay. yeah. Um, this is this new new streaming like oh, Netflix yeah. for horror, yeah. basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like a fiver a month, and it, there's a load of those kind of like not the big big films, but I think people like us have seen the those films inside like, out. Yeah. So like yeah. there's yeah. there's like all these other kind of weird ones you're kind of curious oh, about, cool. but you wouldn't want to spend twenty quid buying on a Blu-ray yes. or anything like that. But yeah. yeah, it's up there, so it's definitely worth. Brilliant. Has any have are you on Shutter? Yeah. Okay. It officially launched the other day, but they. Uh, like a VIP kind of beta access thing for a couple of weeks before that so I've been watching stuff on it for the last while um, but yeah no it is they've got like about seven or eight of uh, the Bava Mario Bava films oh, yeah, uh, you know a couple of the Herschel Gordon Lewis <laughs> ones they have some new ones as well but like newish they have like uh, Mike Flanagan's first film Absentia I think I haven't okay. seen it but like before he went on to Oculus and stuff um, and the battery, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, um, that's supposed to be zombie one. Yeah, yeah, so that's supposed to be very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so if there's a couple, but like there is, there's a good selection of stuff on there. Um, and they're getting, you know, the what's it, Sadako versus Kayako. The oh, yeah, yeah, the grudge, about, like, yeah, you know, stuff again that you kind of curiously stick on maybe after yeah. a beer or two in the evening, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely like for a five or a month, I think it for a horror fan, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're there, sure. you know, yeah, we're checking out. Um, so you were mentioning about films that kind of slip through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah, so a huge one, like I mentioned before, randomly, was The Changeling. Mm. For me, I was just like, how have I never seen this film before? Yeah. It's so cool. I really loved it. It's one of those movies I knew kind of five minutes into it. I was like, this is going to be one of my new favourites. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but another one I only watched, I think maybe the year before last, was um, a movie, and I remember I really liked it at the time, but I probably couldn't tell you a huge amount about it, was Ginger Snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a very good one. That's great. Really, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Again, feminism, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to qualify with but. <laughs> feminism, it's great. <laughs> feminism and all that, but like, you know, yeah, feminism aside. Um, no, but Ginger, like, that is a perfect example, though, of how you can have, like, say, a female centric film actually, like, going with some of those issues, in the, and it's just adolescence in general. It's not really just, you know. For girls but that you can have that and it can still be accessible there's still that kind of paranoia that you know female-led horror films will be for girls and guys yeah. mm-hmm. like that's such nonsense like it when you see something like ginger snaps you realize it works fucking perfectly yeah, yeah. like there's either. nothing wrong with a guy in his late 20s watching girls totally normal i don't remember that 
She's also an American Mary. Really? Yeah, okay. I did hear about yeah. that actually. Yeah, no, that's, that's the main girl from Ginger Snaps okay. is uh, really? American Mary. Yeah, I know. She looks different. What a, uh, I like this My though about this slipping through the craps, uh, cracks. <laughs> 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 I do like slip, slipping through those cracks. Um, anyone else have any of those type of movies? That, Loads of them. Because they're great for the to add to the watch list. Loads of them, but they're all shite. Another, <laughs> I, mean, I, another, I love them. Another one. Uh, and I've probably told Connor about this a million times, but I wonder if anyone else here has seen it. I'll give you two more. One is uh, Unmasked, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of it. That's cool. It's like a mockumentary about kind of the making of a slasher. And I saw it once a couple of years ago, and I loved it. I need to watch it again, see if it holds up. Another one is Man Bites Dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. seen Man Bites Dog? Yeah. Oh, that's great. The Belgian film. It's it's again funny enough. I didn't even realize both. It's another kind of found footage mockumentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gritty. It you'd almost watch it go. Is this just real? Yeah, is yeah. this just actually a real film? And it's made by these like I think these four Belgian guys. So there's the main guy who's the actor who's like this Belgian serial killer. There's the camera crew who are in the film and they start helping the serial killer you know commit his things and hide the bodies and all. But it's just made by those four guys, I think. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. even if you look at their IMDb, IMDb's, I don't think they've done much else. No, I don't think so. It's it's it just it, there's just this kind of mystery around that project itself, and you're just kind of watching it going like, is this real? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Sadly. one I suppose that I definitely recommend if you want something to scare the shit sure. out of you. Um, is there anything you wouldn't watch, or has there ever been a point where you go, nah, not watching that horror, that's too much? Or what do you mean by too much? Like too scary, too gory, too, too gory, too whatever reason. No. Like yeah. no reason. Like for some people, <laughs> no reason. You know. the, 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 I just want to let people know the absolute serious look in Ali's face. Yeah, she's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, I avoided watching a Serbian movie for many years because, mm-hmm. like, and it's weird because I, I would watch anything, especially when I was younger. I like. It, when you hear something was controversial, I was even more keen to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Face yeah. of Death, Mondo Cane, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then when it came to that one, just even the description of the scenes, I don't know why, but I guess I got to a point where I felt like these people are just putting that shit Exploiting in there. It. just to, yeah, like exactly. They want me to watch it just because that shit's in there yeah. as opposed yeah, to something yeah. else. And yeah. like eventually I relented because, you know, curiosity to see the thing. But then I immediately just felt stupid for doing it. And it was every way. But, but that's not a horror movie, though. It's, it's more it's, pulp, it's, kind it's, of. Those those movies I wouldn't consider horror. I well, that cross between exploitation though and horror, yeah, like. But they're they're literally like you just said. They're they're films that they just want you to watch for this scene and that scene. They don't give a shit about the overall arc of the story or bringing you in. You could say that about Fulci films though as well. <laughs> you know, like, and I love that. You know? <laughs> the best argument ever. But ever. You, but you mentioned something that is actually kind of interesting uh, about. Like when you're younger, you're kind of like seeking out, oh, the more fucked up the yeah. better. And you're talking to your friends, oh, he cuts this guy's head off, exactly, yeah. sex of the body or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I have to see that movie. Right? But do you, does anyone else find that the older they get, the harder that stuff is to watch? No. Or is it just me? I know, well, what's, what's, it's more, I know people who've had kids, and mm. that, that definitely brings a change in people. Right, I, I know. think so, yeah. Um, for me, I'd st- I mean, I'd still watch unflinchingly uh, watching the do you know what was the decapitation. Do you know Would you seek it out though in the same way though? Like, yeah, the more uh, fucked up the better. Or um, like, no. I don't know if no. there's that much fucked up stuff around. I, I mean, a Serbian film or the Human Centipede were probably the two that just <laughs> you know, so Human Centipede two actually I found the most offensive. Of oh yeah, yeah, like nasty. That was just the senses. Like, yeah. the concept again. I oh, would yeah. watch it for the concept, not for the mm. actual. But, okay, I, you know, this kind of reminds you of some of the 
crappier horror films we used to watch at the upstairs in the horror yeah, content. Yeah, you know yeah. the kind of the sleazier Italian yeah, stuff like yeah, Patrick yeah, still yeah, lives yeah. and stuff where you know I'm all for that yeah and I like a concept and I like I'm willing to watch pretty much anything out of curiosity but I do get kind of uncomfortable when I feel like the director was not just trying to shock but is actually getting kind of a weird kick out of stuff especially that kind of sleazy sexual yeah, thing yeah, where yeah, yeah. I don't mind like sex being part of the things I have no issue with that because like Cronenberg all his stuff is all about sex mm. and penetration and everything um but like, it's the fact that I slipped my index finger through <laughs> as I said it. Um, but no, you know, it's just when there's some of them where you just kind of go, I think that's kind of a, a pervert justifying their own things as opposed to yeah. someone trying to create a really interesting or scary thing. There is a difference, and you do feel it when you watch certain films. There is, and, but I think know? the reason that we as horror lovers we we have that, and I am not saying that I am a pervert, but we're all a little. <laughs> perverted that we like the darker side of life i mean that's why horror exists it was it was originally created as like to to literally scare the shit out of people take people out of their lives by by making what was happening in real life a whole lot scarier on the screen Mm. so like i do think i mean obviously like if you're if you're like you know who's it toby hooper who Mm. actually or no vic Jeepers Creepers guy who actually oh, was oh, Victor Salva isn't it? Victor Salva oh god yeah uh, the Jeepers Creepers by the way so I'm sorry I know he's whatever I'm dis- Jeepers Creepers is a fantastic film that was good it's fantastic um, it's something about that the sleaziness hmm. though about some of the, those films though that you're talking about like sometimes those films with the fucked up subject matter like if they're made in a really gritty and sleazy kind of way like even production value wise it can make them that bit more disturbing and leave you with that kind of sick kind of yeah. feeling like I remember there was this film I watched a couple of years ago someone recommended it to me they're like oh yeah I have to watch this film it's called The House at the End of Dead End Street <laughs> Dead End Street and it's it's about some guy who starts making snuff films or something like oh, that wow. and it's just so grimy and gritty and crappy and it just leaves you with such a horrible feeling and is that what film. like it's an interesting thing because is that what you want from her or no. do you want yeah. to feel Again, good I don't want I have don't, to have a shower afterwards I don't, I don't type of like a snuff movie is is a horror mm. I, like again that's that's just exploitation it's, it's like because um, because you do like you just said there you want i, I want to be enjoyed and yeah. scared shitless i want to have nightmares you want to laugh I don't, and scream i don't want to look at it and go oh my god like you, <laughs> yeah. you know like actually like i'm watching the news like i see mm. enough bad stuff on the news i don't want to be brought back to reality by going like mm. people actually do go off and make snuff movies like yeah this. i yeah. generally agree with that because like i yeah i want to just a good story stuff but like i i really did still like martyrs and that really okay. pushed me and like okay. that was one of the ones where in the cinema did shock me still mm. and i you know because the story is so kind of off kilter for once i didn't know what was going to happen next yeah. Yeah. definitely did yeah not know what I, was yeah that was, like, i didn't feel like that was exploitative too. no well it is to some extent because like it's incredibly brutal and it does enjoy its physical torture of people like it, it relishes those scenes but like yeah the like scene of your one getting in the bath is so tragic and painful after she, when she brings from this like you know and pulling the kind of staples out of her head like it's so it, it puts you through the torture and pain of that which is important yes, but it is still enjoying it it's kind of like having your cake and eating it where you're kind of it's like the rape revenge films that kind of go yeah but like she gets revenge afterwards but you know yeah. <laughs> did I really need half an hour of seeing the, the terrible act before mm. I saw the you know mm. I, I would debate the motives on that Martyrs I feel is like it's it's <coughs> the same way it's it's that same feeling you get when you watch a documentary I mean obviously it was a, it was a piece of fiction 
but um, it was that hard hitting, mm. like while being entertained. But I don't think it was exploitative. But you know, they had the, like I think when we saw it at the Hardline, like people, it was one of those ones where the film ended and people kind of walked out quietly. It's like when Charlie's Family, no, the I can't film was yeah. shown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, was like, and that's the there. weird thing about seeing some of these films in a cinema as yeah. opposed to on your yeah. own. Like there can be that mass. Guilt. Feeling with it, yeah, yeah. That you'd be less uncomfortable probably if you watched it on your own. Like I'd say, if I saw a Serbian movie mm. in a theater full of other people, I would feel dirty. I'd pull my hood up. Yeah, you know. Do you know? What and was, back for up. me, the, <laughs> <laughs> for me though, right? It wasn't even in a horror film, but definitely the scene that I saw in the last two years that was the most disgusting thing that I could pretty watch. It was the end of Charlotte's Web. Have you seen that movie? No. Uh, like the, the animated version or the, no. the live action? Yeah, but, but the pig goes in and he t- there's, there's like e- the eggs, the spider yeah. eggs, and the pig puts them in his mouth. And, <laughs> and what happens? Alison Charlotte is uh, horrifying. It's absolutely just because well, the spider is horrible like anyway. The eggs and then it's like a, no, he just carries the little egg sack from his mouth. It's not even in his mouth. The little... I, mean, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. But Give me Serbian <laughs> film any day. You need to drink you pervert. <laughs> I think, can I say something on the flip side of why I wouldn't watch a horror film? Okay. Yeah. I don't like like the Conjuring t- or the Insidious 2. I don't like piss take horror films. I don't like, if, it's, if I think it's going to be like oh, I'm sorry. If I think it's gonna be a comedy, um, not so much a comedy. Like it's fun, like I love I love horror comedy. Mm. But like if it's going to make fun of itself, yeah, I agree. I'm like, no, you can't you're take it seriously. like if you're gonna be a horror comedy, be a horror comedy. I love horror comedy. Like like the Fearless Vampire Killers. Like, mm. uh, but that's phenomenal. made with love of the the genre of, of as well, both yeah. genres. And like they they mix so well together. But if you're literally like going to be like. Insidious 2 or Paranormal Activity 2 or any of these where, they, where they're like oh we actually scared people a little too much let's make it a little lighter and I, I won't, I it, will not go see something that's taking the piss out of itself. See, I like, yeah I'm kind of with you on that in a slightly different way and I don't know whether everyone's going to hate me for this statement but my issue kind of with the more modern trend of elevated horror you know this, this notion of it's called elevated horror because it's it's smarter than normal horror, which is very insulting to <laughs> people who love the genre. But I just saw the girl with all the gifts um, mm-hmm. the other day in the cinema, and it just that got five stars off Empire. You know, it's this whole new zombie thing, apparently like a masterpiece. And like I, I love zombie films that they kind of go with different approaches, mm-hmm. but it felt like the person making it, like deliberately felt they were making it better than a horror film by avoiding certain parts and not actually going for it and that just it made yeah. me sad because it's really quite insulting like you know the notions in there are interesting but it just thinks it's too arty for its own good and it's above the genre yeah. that it's actually embracing and, and that this fucks is, me this, off. Is, this is something that um because because i'm working with with a, with a company right now and they uh, horror no one wants to say the word horror anymore yeah, it's I a know. dirty word what? dirty word yeah. dirty word like what like, yeah even and it, even horror movies that are horror movies are kind of like now it's not your typical horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, you know what? Like, but what's wrong what, with your typical horror movie? I feel yeah. the need to when I, people say what kind of movies do you make? I, I say horror films and I always feel the need to qualify yeah. and yeah, say, you yeah, know, yeah. like good ones. Yeah. You know, and that's a shitty thing to have to It do. is. It and is. I I actually think it's a big problem in Ireland. Like mm. because I think it's the kind of thing that yeah, like you say, nobody wants to say they're like every production company that's making horror films is making elevated yes. genres. Oh no, absolutely, yeah. Because they genre. want to, it's they, a buzzword. They just don't want to yeah. say, you know, because it has this bad association with horror. Or like, it's also like 
that you can't just make something like Carpenter just to mm. scare people yeah. just yeah. for the fun <laughs> is like and like I mean we all love both kinds of horror you yeah, know yeah. whatever there's room but, for all of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 but it's this idea that you have to apologize I think yeah. I think part of the problem with that in Ireland yeah. as well is that horror as popular as it is it's it is a bit of a, a fringe genre or a niche mm. genre you know what I mean that it's not gonna be like everybody in the household is gonna like horror films mm. yeah you know um so if you're a niche uh genre in America, for example, your following is going to be in the millions. Yeah, true. You know, it's going to be more than the population of Ireland. Population of Ireland. Mm-hmm. But if you're a niche genre in Ireland, that's going to be, you know, the fraction of the population of the country. You know, so it's just harder to. It's 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 just immediately less popular than it would be on a yeah 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 bigger yeah. scale. I think that's something like and we we talked about this as well. Like like Connor, I'm 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 so sorry. I've not seen your movie. But I, I will. I swear I will. Good. I will. I will. <laughs> um, but like Connor is, is making, like y- your movies are very Irish, but they're like hard. You know, you're, mm. mi- you're, you're making like, you're, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, Irish horror films. All this time. This is news <laughs> to Connor. <laughs> they are <Listen>. emotional thrillers. <laughs> Dead meat is an elevated genre. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've always, I've always maintained that Ireland is like we are, so, like, like it's it's full of Catholic fear and it's like we invented Dracula. Mm. Like lads, we could be the horror capital of the freaking world if we wanted to. Scary place. It's a horror place, <laughs> and there's so many things that we so we much have. mythology, so much exactly. like you know, yeah. great there's, myths. There's so many things that we can do, and we can change it. And you guys, but change do you know it actually? Because I think that you're right, but it's this issue between it's who's making the films and then the audience. Because like, there's a notion that it should be elevated horror that has to have something more to it. Mm. But I think the reality is the average you know teenage couple out there who want to go and see a horror film who may not go all the time, but you know at Halloween or yeah. anything, mm-hmm. when they go to see a horror film, they want to see a straight up horror film. They want to see a Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I don't no. think they want to watch an artsy kind of film that's you know touching on the notions of it they don't want to see that film they want to see I think you know they want to see one of these um, because uh, not being sexist the lads are also scared so they just want to be not scared enough so they can still put their arm around their girlfriend so they're like they're like yeah yeah, safe so for me uh, who even as a filmmaker has never heard the term or maybe I have heard the term elevated genre film but what constitutes an elevated genre film ba- what? basically more psychological okay. I mean to me okay, th- me being cynical I'd say it comes out of producers looking at horror films mm-hmm. going horror does well yes. we want to make a horror mm-hmm. but we don't want to be seen to be making a horror so it's an elevated genre so I, I, I that's kind of where it comes out of yeah. so so you can still make it without having to go oh I'm, it's like it's like i mean i think to some people it's close to pornography if them saying we're yes. gonna make no, it, it or, absolutely. or, or a b movie it's a b movie like um i mean b movies that's that's something that people want well yeah because that's a movies are now the indiana jones everything started that where basically it's just big budgeted b movies yeah but i would you say that the elevated genre thing it's like um a scary movie with a kind of a, a deep story or like a good story is that kind of what they're like an elevated horror would be um i mean just thinking of psychological like a rome plan rome rosemary's baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah would be elevated yeah. genre um 
then... But that wasn't... Yeah, see, that's the, the reality, though. That was someone who wanted to tell that story. He didn't twist the story yeah. to try and be... And that's the danger. Because, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, sometimes... Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, Connor, when you're writing your scripts, but, like, some of my stories, there is kind of a, a, a kind of a message I'm trying to work on. There's other ones where I want to write a kind of a straight-up horror, but it's not like you go into it thinking, I'm going to make an elevated bit, or I'm going to make this yeah, an intelligent yeah. one. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. whatever appeals to you, and I don't think Polanski sat down trying to say... I'm going to make the deepest, most intelligent horror film. In fact, I don't even think he sat down to make a horror film. Yeah, I think yeah. he sat down to tell this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a horror film in its own right, but, you know, it's also a drama and everything else. And I, I yeah. think by us being so pigeonholed into that, it's a silly mistake, yeah. you know? Because yeah. even The Exorcist is a drama as well as a it horror, is. you know? Yeah. Like, Absolutely, yeah. Completely. A family yeah. drama, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it's mostly, I think, at this point in time, if you are James Wan and you have big studio money behind you, you can say that you are a horror True. But if you are not and you're in the independence, that's when you have to be oh, psychological yeah. thriller. Because a lot of the money as well is, you know, it is coming from governments or mm, grants. Yeah. Right, or, yeah. So the other way is to say it's elevated or it's more meaningful. More worthy. More worthy. Yeah. You know, it's easier to get money for it rather than I just want to kill these five people. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. In, I just want to have the most inventive ways possible. People, yeah. No, you're not getting our <coughs> European funding. Wow. <laughs> you know? I feel like I learned something. Today. That's cool. It'll, don't worry, that, that term will stick in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I'm prepared. Yeah. Where are we, Connor? We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Just two other things which are kind of topical. Um, the, the the appearance of clowns across the <laughs> country. God, yeah. Did you see Ross Noble was speaking about it today at Fry Fest, their one day thing? He because oh. he had his film managed, but apparently he was addressing the issue. So oh, I okay. what was his film? Down to, well, he he was in a wonderful film called Stitches. Yay! Um, <laughs> directed by by the man to my right. Being Conor McMahon. Yay. For those who can't see, <laughs> we'll put a picture of this is yeah. my voice. But no, but he's, I think he's directed a new film. I, I can't quite remember what it's oh, called. Oh, is this a short Stitches film? Too. I don't know actually, but it was shown today. I just saw it was up on Twitter before I came in okay. here. Uh, okay. Yeah. But so he was he was embracing it. But so Connor, do you feel somewhat responsible for this? No doubt. No, I thought I was. I was curious. Was it the each remake or was it? Did it just start, or was it started by? Is it some campaign? Because I've I've just been working, so I, I haven't really. I've only heard it. snippets. Oh, what, what of oh it's been incredible! Tell me, tell me. All over the world. All it's a worldwide thing. World. Creeps yeah. are dressing Even up as Ireland. killer clowns. They're following kids to school Crypt, with knives. As in the, Creeps. The, the juggly wugglies. Creep. Creep. <laughs> juggalos. 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 No, juggalos. I don't think they're juggalos. No, it's just random people. Yeah. Just dressing up as clowns. But they've been banning clown like masks now in America. Yeah. But what um, are the clowns doing? They just stand there. They're standing out at night, like in street under street lights, staring at people or following people down the road. And there was, intimidating people. Basically. There was a viral video oh, wow. thing that went around a couple of years ago. Um, you know, one of these prank videos that they have, and it's like someone is dressed up as. A scary clown with a sledgehammer standing yeah. menacingly yes. at the end of a car park, and there's like a, a fake yeah. body, and they slam the head, and you see the oh, people yeah, freaking yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that inspired a lot of people okay. around the world to start doing their own versions of it. Where may, I don't know if they're filming it, maybe they're not, but they're definitely showing up in random places and wow. scaring people. Uh, but yeah, like they, they, there was there were some people who did it in Ireland recently. Yeah, yeah, they so went to the school with a chainsaw. But those yeah, guys yeah. were the weren't they that there was the kind of the horror nights thing that's on the RDS. I think yeah, that was yeah, a slight yeah. misunderstanding. It was supposedly guys, like a viral yeah. marketing kind of thing. Um, but people were freaked out. People didn't know what the hell was going mm. on. But the the director of it, the remake of it, yeah. was online saying this is absolutely nothing. Yeah, to no, do they've with just owned it. And Stephen King has come out as well. To nothing say, to do with our film. Like, yeah. John Carpenter as well is talking about yeah. it. 
No. But now it's starting to turn as though people are starting to beat up the clowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see a guy dressed as Batman going around. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Batman. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. I think, yeah. you know, like, it's a weird thing because obviously, like, you know, it seems like a kind of harmless little bit of fun, but, like, for younger kids, it definitely is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But secondly, yeah. it's just, I don't know, there's something really jerky thing about it like, showing you know, up at a school is a serious no no like yeah with a with chainsaw, with thing that's even supposed to no, like no yeah. but but that is you that's... know you might as well be going into a school with a gun like you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah it's 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 Fair just yeah. like no one in their right mind would do that i don't care yeah. what like event you're promoting here <laughs> yeah. like, maybe that gave them some good traction on their event i don't know but it's not cool but, don't do that people. But, <laughs> don't do that the, the, the one thing that I will I will take from it is that um, it's still okay to be afraid of clowns then. That's okay. Yes, that's okay. You're doing okay. I'm okay. That's okay. Yeah. Because clowns yeah. are horrifying. What do we feel about the, the It remake? Why not? If uh, you rewatch the original, it doesn't whoa, stand whoa, whoa, up. Whoa, whoa, I'm so happy to throw that out there. Tim Curry, incredible. Looks incredible. Please. Please. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Please. Do you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> awesome! Shit! <laughs> ah, no, like the only way I could get through that as a child was it's Doctor Frankenfurter, it's Doctor Frankenfurter, it's Doctor Frankenfurter. It's only a tra- it's only a tra- it's, alien transvestite. It, it, <laughs> that's all. That's all. <laughs> so much less scary. <laughs> no, but okay, I get because he's incredible in it, and it scared the I hell out of me as a kid. Scared the hell out of me when Too it was long. Sky One as a mini series yeah, thing. Yeah. I only saw parts of it because I had to go to bed before it was on, so that was even scarier because you didn't even yeah. really Sky know. One, yeah, they, but they showed it. Over a couple of nights, they did a few of the Stephen King TV it. ones. No, it was, t- it was sure. back in the day, right? Well, Sky existed back in the day. Uh, yeah, I think they Sky won the show. No, they did. It was, it was, it was yeah. a Wednesday and a Thursday night or something for whatever right, two right. hours each right. with ad breaks. But like, no, like it is, and he looks incredible. I just don't think the film because it's not really. It is a TV kind of movie thing. It is three yeah. hours, and it just. It's, it's nowhere near as scary as you remember it being. He is incredible, but yeah. the story doesn't work for it's me. It's another one of the those... Yeah. I, I, well, I think... I have a couple of uh, thoughts on that. Like, I mean, I think it's another one of those long, long, long Stephen King ad- adaptations mm-hmm. that could have been just trimmed down into a slick two-hour movie. Yeah. You know, um, I thought there was some cool performances from the kids. I thought it had yeah. a really great feel to it. You know, it just really felt yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Stephen King yeah. book kind of yeah, coming yeah, to yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I loved the 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 embodiment of all people's fears, you know. And people always kind of give the giant spider at the end. Like even when we were kids, we were like, "That giant spider looks like crap." <laughs> yeah. Like we just Bring still back the thought it was crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I still get the giant spider being this great symbol of fear that, yeah. like, you know, so many people can relate to that. Everyone's you know, most people are afraid of spiders, Petrified spiders, clowns. Spiders. I do like things, and I, I think I watched it again like a year or two ago. Going like, okay, let's see if this stands up. And I think because it's in two halves on the DVD, it flipped mm. the DVD yeah. over or whatever. And I think I remember thinking the first half was better than the second half. Or basically it the is. half which are kids. I think it was. That was better than the other half. It, because that's when you watched it. So yeah. that's what you're relating to. But it's Stand By Me with a terrifying clown. Like, yeah. it's why it works so <laughs> yes. well. You know what terrifying. I watched? Speaking of Stephen King miniseries, you know what I watched recently? I haven't seen it in years. The Stand. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It's How like that hold up? six hours it's, 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 it's just... You know, you're watching it. There's some great like Stephen there King style moments. There is some good stuff in it. in it. It has that cool sequence at the start where um, Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper's playing, Incredible. and the camera's like tracking through all the people who've just collapsed dead in the middle of their jobs and stuff, uh, which is really cool. Has the great like shifting perspective narrative between all the different stories, 
and just so many characters that are just again straight out of Stephen King book but the villain Randall Flagg the Bon Jovi type the, the, the <laughs> denim jeans <laughs> and never denim double jacket. denim never double denim long it's hair back in. <laughs> he is it, he's funny like you know he's very silly and very funny um and uh, it's 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 a it's a task watching that six hours. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It is. And there's a remake of that coming. As yeah, well, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Rose Red. Who yes. You're the, actually one of the only people who I've. This I is actually really probably liked the first Rose conversation Red. I've had yeah. with anyone except my dad. About well, because Rose most Red. people didn't watch it because it was like a, a straight to TV. Like Stephen King wrote it for uh, TV. It. I have it at home. I'll give you an end of it. I'll give you the sound as well. Stephen Owens is Only two people who bought it in the world. You only two. I even have the prequel the Diary of Van Rimbauer um, wow. because it came in a box set though, <laughs> but, uh, yeah no it was just again I think the first half is probably stronger than the second yes. half but yeah. like it's because based on the Winchester House kind of idea you know you're one who kept adding the rooms uh, you know the famous uh, true life story the father created the Winchester rifle I think but uh, she became paranoid that the souls that had been killed by the guns that he created were coming to haunt her Ooh, okay. so the only way to stop them being able to find her was by, without planning, randomly building on extra rooms and extensions onto her house so that they would get lost. So it was said that even she could get lost. You can go and visit the house. like It's still there in yeah, America. There's yeah. stairs that leave to nowhere and doors that open to blank walls like, and stuff like that. But anyway, this is kind of based around that. And it's the idea of a house changing when you're in there. And again, your standard setup of a haunted house thing, which some yeah. people might say is unoriginal but that's what I want when I'm seeing a haunted house film I want to see the team yeah. I yeah. don't mind that they hit it's like when I see an action film I want the tough guy the nerdy one the funny one like I like those yeah. kind of tropes you gotta, put them in a good story you gotta you know? play the hits yeah. you gotta play the hits like yeah. you gotta see Bob Dylan you gotta see you, know, <laughs> you want them to play the hits yeah. Yeah. Carpenter better play the hits <laughs> oh, he's, he's gonna play the hits on Tuesday yeah. but you guys should, you should check out Rose Red yeah. it I've is, just put it on my list it there, is yeah. like it's, it's long I don't think it's as long as the stand I think it's, it's like, three hours yeah but it is it's got, it's got one of the McPoyles in it. Oh, and it's Jimmy got, Simpson? Uh, the, one... the one that doesn't have the uni... Or they oh, both have the uni. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one, the, that one. And then it has your man from uh, Silicon Valley when he was fat. Oh, is he that guy? The one yeah, that guy! <laughs> um, um, and it's, 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 it's really scary. And it is, when you're watching it, it's so Stephen King. Right. It's It's... Like if you've read the the book The Shining, it's basically mm. the same thing, yeah. except completely different. Okay, and it's fantastic. There's a kid in it that has a, a dead hand, so you just see this ghost. Take the straw. This little dead hand. It's it's fantastic. It's really creepy. One of the funny things about watching those big mini series things for a second time <laughs> is go, you're you're watching it going, well, this is definitely the last time I'm ever going to watch this <laughs> because I'm not giving Stephen King another six hours <laughs> of my life but again. You keep going back to it. And they made yeah. it. They did a, a mini series of The Shining with Re- saw, of Re- I didn't Rebecca Ramon yeah. and Stain or whatever her name that is. Was, that, and, and that, that was Stephen King's true representation was, yes. of the. Yeah. the and book. I love the book, yeah. but that, that yeah. mini series is not. It was the book. awful. No, it was. <laughs> it was awful, but at yeah. least it was as true because the book. I, I like. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> like the the book actually scared me more than, than even though that woman yeah. lives in my bathroom and even though like that movie is one of my favorite <laughs> horror films. Like the freaking topiary from the yeah, book. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but in the, in that the works in the book, fine. but can't work. It on can't. Actually, yeah. I agree. But with the you. maze, the maze in the Kubrick film. Like, I mean, that's so iconic. Kubrick, like. Kubrick took that book. He made it his own. He did. And The Shining as a film is exceptional. He perfect. was originally developing the script with Stephen King, and then 
somewhere along the way he decided he was just going to go his own way with it mm. and got a different but I think you know because like I'm a huge Stephen King fan but yeah. I think it's fair to say that his judgement when it comes to films isn't as good you know mm. what I mean like I, I think agree. he is better off the better adaptations because even I really like Cujo as well as Pet Sematary and stuff yeah. that, like you know uh, oh. Dead Zone Cronenberg's version yeah. I think is a great version oh, like, I think he's better off writing the books and then having a strong person come in and actually like because mm. yeah. Cujo boils down that story to a 90 minute film and yeah. cuts out about nearly 30 or 40 percent of the book but it, it's true to the essence and I think that's the yeah. better way to have it than a maximum overdrive yeah. Stephen, yeah. Stephen King said he doesn't remember writing Cujo because it was during his really high his cocaine he said he was just writing and writing and writing with uh, tissue stuffed up his nose because of the blood. It's yeah. in his book oh on God. writing, which is just oh everyone should read. One of the best brilliant. books for anyone who yeah. wants to do writing. Really? Absolutely fantastic. But um, a, f- a Stephen King movie I watched recently <laughs> that I used to love that didn't hold up was The Dark Half. Has anyone seen The Dark Half? Yeah, yeah. The Romero. George Romero directed. Um, it's about this writer who has like this twin brother kind of inside of him in utero situation, and he's like just, wait, like a, like inside in him. his in his body. Yeah, he had to get some of the pieces of the twin removed and all this stuff, Ooh, and uh, it's like it starts to come out. He he's this alter ego as a writer. He wrote it. It basically came about after you know because he was when he was writing his Richard back Backman. Oh, the back yeah, books, yeah. but he was discovered, so he had to exercise that character because he was always yeah. wondering this. So the dark half is meant to be that that writer having to pull out this other side that did the really nasty stuff and having to bury it and move on so it's an interesting thing when you watch it with that kind of thing in in mind but yeah the film isn't it really didn't hold up like I mean basically there's this sheriff in it uh, who I think appears in some other uh, Stephen King stories he kind of crosses over but basically he uh, the, the, the main character in the film is um Kind of being at the at the fir- the first suspect of all of these murders, but the sheriff is just taking a lot of it on faith that he's like that it's not him, yeah. you know. And then in the meantime, all these other people are getting killed, and you're like, no, like the <laughs> sheriff should arrest this guy. Like the Johnny Depp secret window kind of was a very close <clears throat> sort of rip off of it, you know. It's that kind of in that no in that book where uh, secret window came from, I, I read uh, the Langliers, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was. <laughs> The worst movie ever I know, made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next to the Tommy Knocker. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. But that story, I would love to see that. That is a movie that I'd love to see be made. Which? Like the Langoliers. The Langoliers. Is that how you <laughs> it? I say the Langoliers. Langoliers. I have always just said the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so. If you're wrong. listening, Stephen, get in touch. <laughs> Someone uh, recently did a quick cut online of the, the all the Stephen King adaptations ranked. So it's just a quick video, like you know, of like fifty Stephen King adaptations, and it's great to watch because you just suddenly remember you're like, oh yeah, the Tommy Knockers and mm-hmm. Stand oh, yeah. by Me. Well, Stand by Me, but those ones make it very close to the top ten <laughs> and stuff, you know. But there's so many in the in the like in the fifties area. Cool. So finally, what films will you be watching over this Halloween? Is there anything coming up? I know for me, Train to Busan. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah for definitely. Sure. Looking forward to that. Um, and the other new ones that you haven't seen before I think that's the main one cause I've heard Raw is pretty rough yeah Raw is supposed to be very yeah. good I don't know whether that rough in a good way or not but I'm curious about that and is the autopsy of Chandler supposed to be great yeah I heard a lot from... of good word about that I haven't read up on any of these to try and go in as is fresh it, as possible is but... it a real autopsy uh, no but I, I can get it's you it's the guy <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw the real autopsy though that was interesting <laughs> what's the director 
Oh. <laughs> Which real laptops? The one on Cherry Four. Remember the broadcast the one on TV? That weird chap. The guy with the hat. <laughs> Take your hat off. Do you remember Channel Four? They broadcast no. the live autopsy. Oh, I don't know. It is. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Connor. Sorry. I was just saying. Who? Um, I know that's a director who's done something else. I can't. Oh, yeah, I'll go on. Yeah. Mm, no, oh, I'm not sure. But they seem to be the ones that have the yeah. the buzz about them. And then the Don't Kill It. Have you seen this? With I haven't heard of it. Don't Kill It. It's a new Dolph Lundgren movie where if you, you had me at Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> if you shoot whoever kills the demon, gets possessed. <laughs> That's cool. It's like I it like follows, that. but there's no sex. Oh. Yeah. Can I just say? <laughs> where is the point? Just, just to backtrack a little bit, I think someone said you said earlier about best kind of horror films of the past, like five or ten yeah. years. It follows. Absolutely. It oh follows. yeah, it follows. completely. It in the I'm in a horror book club, fright club, and we did a. For our anniversary, we did a thing where we had to go run around town and go to different, um, you know, like a witch hunt, I suppose. Right. And But one of the things they told us was that there was an It Follows part of it and that there was somebody going to be following us that we didn't know who it was. But if they tipped us on the shoulder, we were out of the game. Oh, and we were going around town terrified of every person. I can't do this. He's like, I love my horror films, but I don't like to be scared in real life. So on that bombshell, folks. <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing you guys. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> the wrap. Happy horror Halloween. show. Have a real horror show. Do, a, do a sign off. Connor. We do need to tie. There's no title for our horror um, podcast. We are, should get. Are we going to do like one a year? Or are we going to we going to try and make it a more regular thing? It'd be good to do it more regularly. Yeah, yeah, so. Also, yeah. can I just point something out that you won't be able to see? But look, Gabriel Byrne is looking at us. From so many He's watching over We're surrounded by Film Ireland covers of, of the, the classic Irish magazine. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne isn't actually. Yeah. 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 He's the not. Oh, sorry, Gabriel, you've been bumped. <laughs> Mr. Byrne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh do you want to get a word in? Yeah, yeah. We didn't have time for the interview today. No, oh, oh, can I just yeah. give two shout-outs to Gabriel Byrne, though? Yeah. Can I give a shout out to Candyman? <laughs> yes. Candyman. Oh, Philip Glass. I wanted to say, amazing, yeah. amazing. One of my favourites. Again, he lived down my toilet. Why is Candyman in your toilet? Now that doesn't even make sense. I'd love to get the tour of your house. Like, and this is where Candyman lives, also known as the toilet. And he gets his hook, and he gets the hook up, and there's a child on the toilet. There, no. What? Which one is that in? The first Candyman. No. 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 Guys, there is a child no, there in is that not. public toilet. There, no. Yes. There, there is... There's and Candyman's the hook girl, comes up. No. <laughs> the girl goes into the toilet and she gets battered by a gangster guy pretending to be Candyman. But the hook no. is in the toilet. No. <laughs> you're, this is childhood. No. You're, ruining, you're ruining, like... No, it's brilliant. Scars. If anything, he's clearing bad memories. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favourite films, but no. Really? Yeah. But watch again, I it is incredible. I swear to God, I swear to God, I remember there being <laughs> You're going to lend me your version and you'll have shot your own little scene. <laughs> in there. I see Connor's head poking it. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not disappointing though, because that wouldn't be a good scene. Are you kidding me? I was afraid to go to the bathroom. Freaking hook the toilet <laughs> okay so no name for the podcast then no name for the podcast at the moment hook baby huh? <laughs> hook baby <laughs> sounds like it's too close to George Hook that's you true know? yeah uh, I'll have a think about it okay Bill and Colliers oh no god no you know people have to see this and decide if they want to download it or not <laughs> that's true. That is true. this is the Lang Colliers podcast uh, just uh, two hours of Lang Colliers talk <laughs> once a day <laughs> 
But either way, we hope you enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Good, man. Keep watching scary movies. Cool. Be scared. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>